Find out next time on Old Dudes Play Video Games, the podcast. <laughs> the imperial schools of honor podcast i'm josh folan and i'm jay baxton and we are going to be bullshitting about the four years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again today we are wishing upon a star and the compile developed sega published 1990 release of castle of illusion starring mickey mouse for the sega genesis emulation disclosure so you know the tools with which we undertook this uh, i jammed on my game via emulation the genesis plus gx core and retroarch and with my og sega brand six button arcade stick piped in like an absolute baller jay how did you play <laughs> wow I, I i was prepared to say i was i played it the exact same way but i absolutely did not i i also emulated it through my pc uh via kega fusion using the six button Sega Genesis controller. Uh, like the handheld one? Yep. Yeah, man. Or no, no, yeah, no, no dude. Stick. I was glad. I There was definitely times where, like, I was glad I had the arcade stick for sure. It was really? it, it, it felt like a very arcade-ready, arcade-type oh, sure. experience, you know. And obviously all action platformers kind of do, but I felt this one had an elevated, um, ele- elevated sense of so. Please rate and review the podcast. Be part of the ISOH movement. Give us validation on your podcast platform of choice in the form of a rating or review. And we will read it here on the pod and talk about it and feel great about ourselves. And the world will be a better place. Jay, what are you jamming on now? So the first thing is is Starfield. I mean, (laughs) it's funny because the last time we spoke, I thought I was near the end. I was like, yep, you know, I'm, I'm going on the end march. Man, I've played so much since then. I, I was nowhere near it. I, I <laughs> apparently I've done so much side questing, which makes me more impressed with this game that I was so into the side quest storylines that like I, I just spent. I, I'm a hundred hours in. Like I, I calculated my time just now. I'm a hundred point hundred hours and twenty five minutes in, and I'm now going on the end game. I think because stuff has changed and it's kind of different now, and so I've so, got to be like that's how Bethesda rolls. But man, it is it's good. good. But like it's it's funny. I I even went back, no spoilers, don't worry. Uh I went back to a save from over three hours earlier because I was so against the outcome and I was sure I can change it. Which I did. And I've never like I've never played a game that I was just you know, stuff happens. And you might rewind because I got hurt and I died, like oh, right. I, just because I don't want to not but like die. a major plot point that you're yeah. way past, yeah, yeah. But this is kind of just like something happened, and I was just kind of rolling with it. And I'm like, wait a minute, well, I I am not happy here. What, like, can I can I change I, this? You know, I felt I, like Doctor Strange in the MCU. Like, I got to rewind time and go back and fix the situation. I applaud your saving system slash protocol to be able to like. Uh, calculate and still have the save for a place that was far enough back to accomplish that, but not so far back you didn't want to just throw the game against the fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I was concerned. I was very concerned when I went to look at the at the list of saves. I was like, because it was like three three and a half hours prior, and then like twelve hours prior, and I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. So it was kind of like I how how committed 
to this changing of the story, <laughs> right, right, right. am I? But right. then I realize, you know, if I go forward and if there's any chance that my game continues when I do New Game Plus and things like that, I would like this thing to be different. And so I was able to go back, make some different choices, or make one different choice, actually, aggressively, be way more <laughs> aggressive than I thought I was allowed to be. And that changed the whole outcome of things. And so I'm very happy with that. And I found that very cool at the same time. Almost like a choose-your-own-adventure that I didn't know existed in this game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sure. So good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. So right, now right, it right. really does feel, like I said, it really does feel like I'm near the end of the campaign now. I don't know what that looks like, um, but because crazy stuff's still happening, I know there's a couple, couple shiny things I need to go grab still. But it's yeah, still having a blast with it when I when I have the time. Word, word. Um, and then yeah, man, <laughs> Halo Infinite. I, I got a screenshot of myself behind me because I think the armor is freaking cool. This game is legit now. I, I know I practically have always played it since it's come out because I've you know I played Halo Five for you know the PvP regularly. That's kind of always been my thing. Looks so foreign to me. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. But I mean, since beating this campaign, I only do the PvP when I play. But they have added so much, man, from different armor sets to swappable combinations. Finally, to all the different armor sets to the Forge, which is this community-made maps, which is so fascinating to like this new halo 3 refueled map so it's these like halo 3 basically but like brand new and refurbished in the game and so you have like it just seems like there's always new stuff which makes me excited to come back regularly which i would have never thought about as long as you they embrace fucking user generated stuff like that dude yeah never i mean look doom 2 man it's still there dude there's new there's something new today right now (laughs) there's something cool and new right now that just came out <laughs> that's the terminology you want to use yeah man fucking that's the best man it's, it's just it's so good like yeah, I, I can't, yeah games that don't do it like i mean i don't again i don't even play these pvp shooter things anymore yeah. but uh, so i don't know like fortnite does fortnite do that do they not they have to right they have to everyone anyone who does like you have to be a fucking moron to not look <laughs> at that model the doom 2 model i'm saying from fucking 30 years ago and yeah. go that is how you keep people invested is allow them to put their, you know, to play with the clay and, themselves. And the fact that <laughs> they can do it on console now, right? Because, like, you've always right. been able to mod stuff on right. your own in the PC community. So the fact that you can do it cross-platform, too, I think is, is a huge draw. Like, people sure. talked about it, and I'd never done the Forge on prior Halo versions. And so seeing it kind of come to fruition and kind of jumping in to see these different it, – it's I can see the draw, and I could totally – yeah, I, I love freaking Halo. I try to yeah, tell dude. people all the time. I got to text my little brother like, yo, we got to get back into it, man. Like, let's go. The only thing yeah, that would make this game a 10 out of 10 for me right now would be if they had some raid style co-op stuff where like me, you, whoever could go, you know, destroy the, the hordes together. Like, that would be the only thing that would make this just like. Oh, they don't they don't have a co-op thing on that? Um, I mean, no, not that That's... I'm aware of crazy also yeah that's wild to me i guess i I know that it was it was maybe that's like their brand or something i don't know who knows yeah i don't know we'll see i mean i'm still exploring stuff is still popping out you never know all kind of new stuff comes out like i said all the time now that i probably need to even check check it check that side out just to make sure be careful you get into that fucking that that level creation stuff dude it's a fucking rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) 
I only have so much time. Yeah, so much time. That's what you but, think. But but when I and jump then, on levels and I get annoyed and I hate levels, then I'm like, you know what? I could make this better. Like, this, <laughs> if they just had like a plank right here and a little some stuff right here. This would make this level ah, so much better. You know, that's fun, dude. That yeah, I mean, you know, I like that. Never even even with I, I think I I I have like a vague memory of you know it was Doom Quake or one of those those '90s PC ones fucking with the level editor a little bit and like kind of whatever and it just being like i don't know man it's it's so funny to me that i was i wanted so bad i was so into programming at one point and then when like it when you really get when it really gets into minutia i just like gloss over with it like i just Mm. can't stick with it when it when it gets into like i have to like really tedious repetitious programming type stuff i yeah i gloss over a little oh, bit and, and it it had something like it, it felt a little like that when i started getting into level editors but you know it, that was why mario maker was such a splash for me because i was like it's like you're just copying pasting your ideas basically there's no ui friction at all you know right. uh which was really cool so i don't know how they do it for this but it's like you know if they and that's what i again what i hear about unity and stuff is that it you know on a from a programming at, at a uh, relative to traditional programming, it's so much easier that you know much more uh, interact or m- m- much uh, less steep of a grade to mm-hmm. get into it. You know, um, so I, I would oh, yeah. imagine we're in twenty twenty three. Their level editor for Halo is better than the Doom two one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, imp- I could totally see myself get into it, man. Yeah. It is like I think that's also the thing because my kids playing with them in so many of these sandbox type of games where you're creating stuff and you're basically building levels and things, but it's more sandboxy to be able to kind of do that with a purpose of like, Hey, we're going to fight here afterwards. Right. Like it's, I think I could get into it. You know, I I feel like I'm much more apt to do that now because of all those experiences with the kids. And because I'm doing that anyway, whether it's Minecraft or pick a game. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that has been my unfortunate all that I've been able to play, not been able to get into the backlog yet. Okay, okay. I uh am cooking along on a lot of this new quest stuff, dude. Uh, I I imagine we've talked about it, and you know, because there this is a they remastered it for VR, um, and, and it was a it's been like a I've heard it about it nonstop for probably at least a year, maybe longer, but the power wash simulator uh, as a flat screen game, this is like, and I know, dude, I'm telling you, I mean, you know, I heard so much about it that I was like, it's just gotta be good. Like just literally everyone's just like, it's so fucking addicting. It's so like, blah, blah, blah. So, so when I, you know, heard it was hitting for, for VR, I was like, I'm going to check it out for sure. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. I think, <laughs> I think I have found my religion. Great. I think I have found my religion. It's, <laughs> Oh, it's great. nuts the whole time i mean you know i played it so much now the past couple of weeks that I, I guess maybe i'm kind of getting over this but like for the first week solid the whole time i'm doing i'm just like, i can't believe i'm doing this like i i don't <laughs> want to stop at all but i cannot believe this is what i'm doing and i got amy to download it bro it's she's on some like dr mario type shit with this thing she won't put it down she's like She'll put on her headset if she has, like, five minutes, supposedly, and then, like, an hour later, she's still doing it, neglecting whatever the fuck she was supposed to do. She is, like, <laughs> it is so addicting and so 
satisfying. I cannot even explain it, dude. It is unreal, and it's so simple. I mean, I don't. Do you know anything? I mean, do, uh, dude, of course. You got. You got to remember. This was on right. This so was you on Game it. Pass. So I've talked about it at work. Like this has oh. been like a whole. Yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with this game. Okay. It, yeah, dude. In fucking VR, man. <laughs> I know the the I when I first heard of it, everything that you're saying is all the same feelings and stuff I experienced. Like, what are we even talking about? And then it's yeah. just like, yeah, okay, now I get it. Yeah, I get, I get it. it. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so, they can just, it's, I can't believe, and I don't know, maybe, I'm sure they do, guys just have flat screen stuff, but whatever, I'm, I haven't cleaned everything that came with the game yet. <laughs> I've cleaned a lot of shit, but I haven't cleaned everything. So, you know, it's so, it's so modular that, you can they can it's endless content and you it's it's not about i mean it is cool what it is like when you know there's like a there's like the career mode whatever and you're cleaning like stuff in neighborhoods and shit like you're like a business a cleaning business your van's always parked out front and shit and you know that's a little more kind of normal stuff but there's like a bonus section like i found that when i first got it like one of the first things i cleaned was the mars rover you know and so they, they, this you, you, anything it's cool they can do anything with it you can clean anything anywhere uh, and and it's just modeling the space and the object you know and then it's the same fucking game loop over and over because it's just like I don't know it's, just, it's such an it's such a brilliant idea in that regard from like a business perspective because it is endless content that you can sell people and I'll buy it I'll buy it all I'll just it's just it's like it's like walkabout mini golf like I'm not you don't have to explain it just send me the link and. <laughs> I'll, I, I can it. Venmo you if that's quicker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just like, there's just no, uh, there's no impediment to, yes, I'll buy it, whatever. Just give it to me. Yeah, I want all of them. Give them all to me. I will do them all. I don't, I'm not, there's no question in my mind that I want it. There's no question in my mind that I want it. it it's fucking nuts, dude. It is so. I'll watch and, all the things. Give me yes. all the things to watch. And so it is, co- so you co-op, we co-op, we sit in like, it's a, they need to, it, it's a little I mean, I guess I kind of understand because it'll fuck up the career mode. But, like, it's a little fucked in that you can't progress. There's, like, a star system that opens up new washers and shit. Like, who cares? But they are. You do see the difference in their performance, so you do want them. I shouldn't say who cares. Uh, You can buy, like, little – I mean, you know this, I guess. But for listeners, you can buy, like, um, different cleaning solutions that more quickly – dissipate the harder stuff on certain types of surfaces and shit and there's like extensions for your washer <laughs> so you can about? so you can wash stuff further away it's unreal dude it's unreal welcome uh, to the cleaning yeah different nozzles podcast. that sh- that spray the shit at different uh, you know fucking yeah, you angles have different stuff. nozzles man you yeah gotta, right yeah be able to spray and like different surfaces and right, different angles yeah and yeah dude, like i had to clean this hell of this fire this helicopter at the firehouse last night and there's like crazy <laughs> stuff like you had to fucking you know, they definitely used a bunch of different nozzles and like it, there's it, <laughs> I didn't even, so each level has, they give you a step ladder, a real ladder, like a, an extension ladder, and then there's scaffolding. And I just assumed the scaffolding was like, for the first, I don't know, however many times I played it, I thought the scaffolding was just like set deck that not, oh really, didn't have a purpose, you know, and like we were cleaning like. Some like a fucking cottage in the woods or something. I was like, "There's no way to get to that with this." The ladders, the ladders are terrible too. That's honestly my maybe my biggest bitch about the game is the step ladder is simple enough. You know, obviously you just stand on the top of it, but the other ladder is fucked up. You like you can like warp to different 
rungs on it and like it's it just it works very poorly uh that's the only literally the only thing i have bad to say about it probably is that that ladder sucks and, you to, and there's a lot of things where it would be nice if that ladder worked better but so yeah and the ladder wasn't getting done whatever to get done and i was like i think i accidentally picked up the scaffolding and like it's this huge thing, you know, and like and then you're just moving it around. I'm like, holy shit, that's a fucking that's a tool. Oh my god! And like you know, fucking then you put the scaffolding wherever you want, and then like it's got you know you literally got to like warp go up the stairs. It's like three or four levels of scaffolding, right. uh, and then you have different angles on shit. And yeah, it's oh god, dude, it's so and like the whole time you're just like can't stop, can't stop. Way I was up, we were power washing until like twelve thirty last night. I knew I had to get up early. What? I did not wow. want to be power washing until 1230, but I had to finish that fucking helicopter. <laughs> and it's like, dude, it's like, a, we, Amy and I are calling it our second jobs. We like, she gets home from work and all she wants to do is start her second job. <laughs> wow. The whole, the whole time she's at work, she's just texting me, talking like, I, I want to be power washing right now. <laughs> like, it's fucking, it is so fucking addicting, dude. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, so yeah, in the, the co-op thing, you're like, you can like, and you know you you have your career mode, and you can invite someone. Even says like your cleaning assistant, like you can invite an assistant, you know. And uh, you send an invite, and then the, the it pops up in their UI on Quest, and fucking mm-hmm. go, and they come into your thing, and then you're clean. You're both cleaning this thing together, you know. And it's like it's just such a perfect game because it's you're you know it's minutia. You know you can easily miss like a little spot or something, and then like so you know, you'll finish everything you think. And then you like there's a list you can pull up and you see what percentage of things are done and if something's not done it shows you what it is so you at least have some idea where to start and then you can go around with your your power washer and point at things and you see the actual meter on that specific item so even if there's multiple things on the list or multiple instances of the thing the line item on the list you can you you can go around and check which one it is and then search that for something that's not clean but you know you're like you start a building like one person goes one way the other goes the other and then you think you're done and then like oh some shit's not done at the end and you're like you know whose fault it is <laughs> so it's like you oh, fucking no. yeah you're like oh, you no. fucking didn't clean this right you're like bitching each other like what the fuck <laughs> like this half-ass clean job fucking this window's not done <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just it's exactly it's so so good dude it is such a brilliant product uh it's crazy <laughs> it's so so it. so good. i love it yeah. i love it because when i first heard it i was like what is this like what are right. we talking about like this is so dumb and then by the end i'm like looking at my back patio like i should get a power washer <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. In, re- in real life dude in real life yeah. like my fucking car i got my car while i washed my car for the first time with joshua tree last week and i washed my car for the first time in forever get back it fucking rains of course it's of amazing course. that of that's, that's not just a saying it really happens in life it's crazy but like two days later it rains it never rains in la if you didn't know that by the way <laughs> <laughs> ever ever never ever rains and it rains right after i get my car washed after like four months but and they're like i'm looking and i'm like and it's the, obviously I'm not gonna buy a power washer. I'm not gonna wash. We don't even. It's a garage. It's not really even a, a possible thing. Uh, but I'm looking at it, thinking to myself, like, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'm thinking about doing the motion with the thing in the game <laughs> on my car. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> just looking at it. It's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it is. Uh, it's a whole fucking vibe, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> It's a wild, wild game. So, been playing a lot of that, uh, as that fucking sermon might suggest. I'm also can't stop playing Dungeons of Eternity. Mm. Because of its procedurally generated nature of gameplay, I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. 
Like, it's, it's, you know, as long as I got 15, 20 minutes to work with, like, it's so bite-sized and it's so fucking fun. I don't, yeah, I just don't see how I'd ever get tired of it. I guess once I expend, but same thing. I mean, you know, they can just keep pumping new items to find, new gear and stuff, like any of these fucking games to keep you coming back, because that's really all you're working towards. There is, like, a perk system, too, that you're trying to find points for and shit, but generally speaking, it's it's there's no, like, narrative you're working through or, or anything. So, uh, yeah, it's fucking incredible. And I am, dude, I am fucking myself up playing this game. I have, when we were in Joshua Tree, I smashed my hand on the fire fireplace, uh, swinging a fucking sword at something, and then <laughs> I I was honestly, dude, I am not joking. A few nights ago, maybe two or three days ago, it still hurts. I was, but it's getting better. I don't think I did. Uh, but at the mo- the day of, I was icing and shit. I was sure I broke my toe, kicking this goddamn dining room table or this living room table here. Oh no, uh, playing this game, yeah, dude. It's because it, it is. Do you? It is just too. Immersive. It is too fucking immersive. And there's shit coming in from everywhere. And you got a bow and arrow. And you got two fucking melee weapons. You can use a shield instead of the bow and arrow if you want. And, like, it is just too immersive. So, I mean, unless you have, like, a completely safe space, which I unfortunately have not. Even at that, even Joshua Tree, we had a huge house, huge room. But I didn't, you know, I don't know that space. And there's, like, a... I didn't have my guardian set safe enough, basically, and I just got too close to the edge, and I didn't notice because I was fucking fighting some undead shit, and just, dude, hard as fuck. Like, it's amazing how charged up you need you get, too, because I was just like, fucking wham with the sword, and like, oh my god, dude, just like smashed my hand on this fucking brick thing underneath the TV. Unreal, dude. So, yeah. So good though, dude. You got you gotta fucking get it. You gotta get it. It's only like twenty two bucks or something. With it's thirty three bucks. I'm I'm looking. At, I'm actually trying to confirm. I know. Right now, I'm like no, thirty three. Right, but you use the code, get the twenty five percent off, dude. That the referral fee or the referral thing, and then yeah, I I've, I've been posting. I dude, I got like a hundred bucks in free buying power now because I'm doing. I'm fucking posting those fucking. Uh, yeah, like I said, dude, we're so stupid for not having used those to date. Um, I, I know we did the the headset referral, but so yeah, there's this, there's a well, I posted on the thing like my buddy Bung just, but my buddy Bungard just bought a headset. I convinced him to buy one, and he's fucking bought like every game that <laughs> uh, I fucking I have damn near because uh, I've talked them all up to him. So uh, getting a bunch from him too. But there's this there's this Facebook page. That's like you know it's it's basically the whole purpose of it is to share codes because that's the whole thing when you when you you can only share the code a certain number of times before it that particular game no longer gets the person twenty five percent it becomes ten and so everyone's always looking for new codes you know what I mean um uh, so this facebook page allows you to share the codes there and everyone's obviously constantly producing that you can search it. it's a facebook page as anyone knows how those works so uh everyone does know how those work so you can just you know search for the game you want and then someone's new that they just posted a code will be there and you can use it and get the 25 percent whenever you need it basically so just i just will occasionally post a new code once or twice a day post a new code on there with my referral or post one of my codes for one of the games and just make sure the name of the game is in the text that you use. Uh, maybe something witty too. And people are using them. So 
Yeah, I'm just getting and like the shit hits your app, it shows you shows you're getting it, and it takes 14 days to like clear, you know, to make sure they didn't fucking they don't return the game is probably the chief function of that. And but once the 14 days is up, you just click redeem and it's five bucks in your account. So yeah, I mean, I you know I don't foresee I'll be paying for many games, <laughs> uh, and I could have been doing that already because I've certainly spent a shit ton of money. So um, yeah, but either way. In this one instance, yeah, it's twenty five percent off, and dude, I mean, yeah, a thirty three dollar game will be fucking twenty. I guess if it's thirty three, twenty four with tax, right? Yeah, okay, so I can you that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, way. All right, uh, all right, you not, got me sold, it's, dude. It's it's it's, it's and that is co op. So, you're doing like three person dungeon runs because um, I want to do that. That is what I want to. It's do. so fucking good, dude. It's you. I pre- like. It's so funny. Obviously, we're you know, Mike and like every time a new player, like the whole time you're doing a dungeon run with someone who is relatively new they're just like saying it to themselves like this is so good <laughs> like, they're just, like they're like in the middle of playing they just won't stop saying it like this is so good <laughs> i'm like i know man i know i know <laughs> it's fucking so much fun and I just, it's so good it's so good uh, right, so yeah playing right. those two games between those two it's pretty much the bulk of what i'm playing i have on occasion bumped back into or jump back into demio battles it's okay. It's, yeah, okay. it's good, dude. And it, it's such a it's a completely different game, dude. It is the strategy elements, like even the cards that you use, the same they might be the same card, but the impl- the application of them in that setting is completely different. It's yeah. uh, with the, uh, obviously a human being knows how to interact with that thing you're doing or counteract that thing you're doing. Completely different than a dumbass AI does. So it's really yeah. I mean, I I played a few games of the night. Went pretty well for the first few, and then I got my ass fucking humbled by this dude <laughs> that made me realize I have a ton to learn in, in that. Really? In that, uh, yeah, in that, yeah. Uh, it was like a one-on-one thing. We didn't get a second person for whatever. So I guess sometimes that will happen with the quick play. There won't be enough people for four, so it'll just match you to one, and you have to control both of your characters. And that dude fucking trounced me. And, like, I was and like, there were a few things I said. He's like... I was like, I was like, I didn't fucking know that worked that way. He's like, yeah, that's definitely how it works. <laughs> he was like, he was like super. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. I learned that. Already. Yeah, he was like super cold about it, uh, which good for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, that that's a it, that is a I'm it's a good it's that's a good game. They, it was good that they made that. I think um, all the shit nice. I talked about initially. I still want another fucking map for the base game more, but it it's a good game for sure. Nice. Uh, and then I fin- I've been playing Seventh Guest for a while. I finished that the other night, so I got that off my plate. And it's you know it's like there's not a shit ton to say. I mean it's it's cool. It's it's like I'll forever speak highly of it to anyone who would enjoy this kind of like very relaxed, atmospheric, spooky puzzle game. Because that's all it is. It is just puzzles. There's some good ones. Very fucking challenging for sure. And uh, if you're into that kind of like super relaxed experience, it's it's a good game that I would recommend for sure. And then the last thing, I don't even have it yet, but I, I just want to say this to you. Are you aware there's Assassin's Creed on VR now? D- okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I must admit to you and anybody who's listening right now, because we talked about Dungeons of Eternity and you mentioned that, and I looked at the code because I was like, all right, let me see if I can claim the code now really quick, quick while we're talking about it. The first thing that popped up was Assassin's Creed VR, and I was like, I don't have it yet, but people are like, it's fucking dope, dude. I, I, I spaced out whatever you were saying for like 10 <laughs> seconds. I was, like, yeah. I was just staring at it like, I have got to check. The, I got to look into this immediately. Are you good. kidding me? And it's built. Are you it's, kidding me? It's not, it's not just a mod, too. It's, or, or you yeah. know, a, a port, rather. It's built from the ground up for VR. So it, 
you know, they're embracing all the shit, uh, all the capabilities, I guess is the best way to say that. Um, and yeah, I've heard nothing, nothing but good things about it. Um, so yeah, that's on my to do. Um, like I said, I've never played an Assassin's Creed, so it doesn't mean much oh, to me as like, oh, as like, uh, as yeah. a thing, but I mean, that kind of, you know. You're you're doing ninja shit, so that's ninja shit in VR, like <laughs> no brainer. It's a no brainer. You like doing stealth? Yeah, v- like doing VR. Art. Yeah, VR options and VR or ninja options rather than VR is a no brainer. So uh, that's definitely on my to do list, and I look forward to only paying seventy five percent of the forty dollar <laughs> cost. Um, that's exciting to me. Deeper into the forest. Well, sorry, let me say that again. That is deeper into the dark forest. Door three from Castle of the Illusion. The search is on! Mickey's on the trail of a wicked witch named Miserable, who has kidnapped Minnie. Mickey must find seven gems to save Minnie? Run, leap, and bounce with Mickey. Slinging apples and marbles at enemies. Then, get ready to challenge your most dangerous foe. Which Miserable herself. And that is from the back of the box. The manual has a much more in-depth two-page setup with dialogue of Mickey and Miserable's exchanges and everything. Like actual dialogue between the two of them. So if you really want to know the story of this game, that's the place to go for a more expounded upon version of it. Uh, Jay, uh, what, are we, uh, what are we playing here, buddy? <laughs> this is a good old-fashioned side-scrolling platformer. I mean... That's exactly what it is, and you gotta love it for it. I mean, yep. spoiler alert, it does it well. It does, for sure. It was, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, indeed. It's a, it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it hit in Japan on the ultra-specific date of November 21st, 1990. For the U.S. release, we only have the year, but there was some indications of it being very close to the same, so around uh, Christmas time-ish in 1990. And the cover art is a full-fledged Disney illustration happening on the front there for at least Mickey's likeness. And on the, it's got the classic uh, early Genesis black thatch background that I love so much. The There's a witch in front of the full moon on this. It kind of looks like a stock Halloween decoration more than <laughs> like Miserable or anything that's in the story. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a silhouette, a black silhouette. Um, yeah. And then the spooky tree there could, I would say, maybe exist in a Disney flick. Uh, it's like yeah, it's got yeah. a face. You can tell right. it's going to start talking to you or <laughs> scaring <laughs> you or something. something. Right? Yeah, talk some shit maybe. And then the ominous. There's an ominous castle that I would say definitely would not be in Disney shit though on the cover. The one in the game feels Disney-ish to me, but the one in on the cover does not. I would say the one on the cover. It's kind of funny because like right in front of it, it almost looks like. Where it looks like it's kind of a bat figure. The horns make make me think of um, ah, oh, darn! I just lost the name of it. The horned woman in Disney. What's her name? Oh, with the big. Which story are we? She talking has about like this? she has like Lilith horns. Ah oh, man, why is it stuck? We need to do that like five minutes later, like okay. ten minutes later. Meme. <laughs> which you can't remember which. No, it's like, is it Sleeping Beauty? No, she's like, 
Sleeping Beauty knows. Because she has wings, too. Because she has wings, too. That's why this looks like her. What is uh, um, Angelina Jolie played her in the film. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it, she was the one. That was the one that was. That was Sleeping Beauty, I think. It was. It was like a real, like a real dark. Yeah, and it was live good action. Too. Yeah, it was actually. That actually was good. I, I recall that. Yeah, what the fuck? Not was being it a bad movie. It's a and Maleficent. Thank, thank okay. you. Okay. Maleficent. That's that what is it was. that is Sleeping Beauty though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That is this underlying. So story. this okay. that's why this looks like a Maleficent, like because the wings and the horns looks like a mini Maleficent in front of the castle. So I'm like, what? We just. Pulling from fairy tales. That's why yeah. the witch feels like a different witch in the cover. Okay, that's perhaps, perhaps. No, no telling with uh, 1990 Sega or Genesis or video game developers in general. Sega uh, also though for sure. On uh, the back, they have the blurb I just read in five different languages, so they really expect this to stretch <laughs> across uh, oh, yeah. borders, and they're also trying to maximize the printing job efficiency, like the the cost printing costs, I should say. Uh, and then there's four screenshots back there as well. The manual is 16 black and white pages with colored covers. Typical Genesis approach there. Pages 4, 5, 6 are take control. And there's a handful of things in here that are worth mentioning. One of the many start button functions listed is press to get Mickey through a castle door more quickly. And I was like, I was like, wasn't sure exactly what that mean, but I, uh, I would, I hoped I would remember to enact it. Uh, I like doing things quickly, so that was uh, getting into it. Like, I, it did. Did you ever try to skip through those interstitials at the castle? I mean, it like whenever, it, it like whenever kind there was of worked, a door, I, I definitely like walked up to it and like hit it like to try to go through. Sure. Well, no, they, they, that's automatic, though. But I'm saying you can, like, what that it's for is you can actually, like, speed through that. We'll talk about it when we get there. But it's it's fucking weird. It's just a weird, it's a weird function. We'll talk about it when we get to controls. But uh, yeah. it's, it's it's or when we get to it in the game, rather. But it's a little goofy. I was curious if you remember to fucking. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really try to skip through the scenes, like, by pressing start, though. Sure. Yeah, I only did it just because... I, yeah, I don't... We're playing the game, so I want to see all the shit so I can talk yeah. about it. But, like, yeah, I literally... Because I saw this in the manual, I was like, I want to know what the fuck that's about. So I, I, I fucked it a little. And, yeah, it's a really weird mechanic, I think. The jump button has depression link sensitivity, so you have control of your jump height in the game and that is always a good thing for an action platformer there's a bounce attack that you can do in midair over an enemy hitting the jump button again catalyzes that and i was expecting that to be akin to modern mario's pound attack and only kinda i would say in an actual hindsight Page 7 lays out the differences between the three difficulty settings. You can toggle on the options menu, and those go practice, normal, and hard. And the way they describe these, practice, or on practice, Mickey starts with five power spheres to search three levels and find three gems. And without having played the game, too, this is funny to me. Like They give this to you, and like the manual is like, this means nothing to me. <laughs> and, then, and then normal, you start levels with three power spheres for all five levels and must score seven gems. And then hard, you get two power spheres at the start of a level. Same level count, and the gym expectations are the same as well. And, yeah, I finished this, and I was thinking to myself, what the fuck are power spheres? <laughs> what the fuck? They don't explain what those are, uh, really, here. And then game flow and structure are explained on pages 8 and 9, and power spheres are 
they make up the power gauge basically. Yeah. And yeah, he has a power gauge in the hood, and they explain that every time he gets bonked, and I love that terminology uh, <laughs> right? choice. Yeah. He he loses some of that, and then he he when it's gone, he loses a try, and that's because no one dies in Disney except Bambi's mom. They mentioned right? here <laughs> in practice and and normal. Uh, uh, practice in normal difficulty settings, Mickey keeps an, uh, any, any accumulated items on the post-death restart, but in hard mode, he does not. So that's a big thing, too. You don't keep any of the, the ammunition. Yeah, your apples and things, right. yeah. And you start each level with three tries, i.e. lives. So it's, you know, pretty forgiving, I would say, um, relative to most games. Um but it's not easy in the levels, so uh, you know it may actually be properly balanced, like the the Sega Visions thing was saying. It's you know not kid glovesy uh, in their opinion, and I you know I would say yeah it, it, it did never. I was definitely not like if I wouldn't have been safe coming, I probably would have ran on a continues. I would think. Uh, you so, think so? Yeah. So it's not not easy. Yeah. If you couldn't no saving at all, you were entirely relying on restarting. Are you suggesting you wouldn't have? I think you're. I think you're warping I, the facts. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I mean, I don't know. There was only. I mean, we'll get to them, but there was only like two parts that I was like, "Oh, I'm going to redo that," or "I'm going to keep trying to do that." You know, like for the most part, it was kind of. I don't know, yeah, I mean, kind of a simple, kind of a simple platformer for the most part. I, you know, with the way I again, I like trying to redo everything and fuck it so I can parse my new stuff from it, like. It's hard to gauge what it would have, what any of these game experiences would be like if I was really just trying to chug. But I, I don't think I'm, you know, there are definitely some parts that were a, a little tougher. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, these old platformers always throw those moments of unexpected shit at you too. You know, where you just didn't know that was going to happen and you're going to die for that reason, is because you haven't seen this mechanic yet. So there's all those instances too. You know, so you factor those, and I just don't see how. But anyways. I see that. Practice and normal modes do have continues, and the practice has four, normal has two, hard modes off, hard mode offers zilch on that front, so that is... No thanks for the hard mode, I'll pass yeah. on that. <laughs> I, w- I would definitely need continues. Yeah. Definitely. The uh, A, rather, item breakdown is on page 10. Stars uh, is one of the things here, and these replenish Mickey's power gauge. And if at full power, they give you 1,000 points instead. And there are mouse ears, those are an extra life. And you get, within the gameplay, like the point system, you get a bonus life at your first 40K milestone, and then every 50K thereafter, you get another one. So I would say, and again, safe's coming, so I don't think I'd probably employ to continue in actuality to reset this, assuming that it does reset. I don't know for sure. But I think I want to say I got into between like 160 and 2, so I probably... Had two of those playing through the game, two on top of the the initial forty, so three, I guess, total extra lives from scoring. So that's kind of how it works out over the course of the game. Then we have our projectiles that we pick up. There are apples, marbles, and candles. And I didn't say it here, but you'll learn that these are specific to the like whatever stage you're in has a set ammunition type. You don't like toggle through these by picking them up. At different parts and different stages or in individual stages you you know stage one has all apples that said so on and so forth 
There are bags of items, and these are like fucking Dungeons & Dragons bags of holding, basically, is what these are. They hold 10 items, like <laughs> ten, 10 bullets, basically, yeah. uh, as opposed to the individual bullet pickups you'll get. And these will only stack to 20, so you can't... Th- you can get more than 20 ammunition up to 30, I think, but only you can only go past 20 with individual ammunition pickups. If that makes sense. It does. <laughs> Oddly, but yes, it does. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I understand yeah. it in the practice. <laughs> right. Pages 11 through 13 provide a level breakdown with a solid blurb and a screenshot. We'll fire off all these as we enter them in the gameplay. And then there is a hint and very abridged three-entry scorebook um, part here on page 14 to close this out. The hints go... Uh, as follows, bounce as much as you can to wipe out enemies. Be grabby. You'll need all the items you can get. Learn how all the different guardians move. Remember, you can't throw things while swimming. Reach high places by bouncing off enemies' heads. Learn to duck. That second to last one is probably a worthwhile piece of information because you do have oh, yeah. to. You, there were a few instances where like, I was trying to do something and I couldn't figure it out until I remembered to do that. So that is a helpful one. The rest of this is useless. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, ducking is helpful. I would say ducking is helpful, but for sure. Yeah, but I mean, there are times who, where I'm like, I fuck? gotta find the dude to walk by to bounce on his head to get up. Yeah, there. everyone knows to duck. Yeah, no, ducking is helpful, but I don't think I need to be reminded to duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I'm only saying because certain games you can't duck. So, sure. like, I think at this time, I'm probably gonna duck. You're probably right. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna think to try for sure. And I read the rest of the manual. It's not like they don't tell you you can't duck earlier. <laughs> sure. uh, I suppose leaning on it though, I, I don't know though. Even honestly, I guess if you really want to fucking dice that up, like there weren't a lot of times where like there was like ducking some of the flying shit in some cases. I guess was good Absolutely. to good to think I definitely of. Definitely ducked for sure. Right. It wasn't a. It wasn't something I really leaned on. I don't think. What kind of history do we got for this and Game Genie codes that I didn't feel like cheating when I was using? So, funny enough, like there's not much history here, but a lot of freaking rave reviews. Like everything is '90s and plus, like '90 plus as as a review. Like all type of awards, everybody freaking loved it. Like people, some people were saying. It's an unadulterated Mario clone, but it does it so well that no one cares, kind of a thing. So I feel that. It's fast. I'm I'm kicking myself right now because I realized that through all of like the business and life, I didn't even realize there was a 2013 remake of this, and that is it's available on Xbox. And I was looking at pictures of it, like, oh my gosh, like I, yeah. Again, spoiler alert. I love the game. This was a great game. I would have totally played the remake as well, you know. So is it a full on full on remaster? Or? Yeah, like it's like it it looks good. Like it's not uh, not pixelated. Kind of a uh, it's completely a remake, not a remaster, a remake. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that as well. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so, I probably don't need to play it, but I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing it. <laughs> Bottom line, very well received across all fronts. Everybody loved it, and yes, go play it if you have it. Word. Uh, no game genie codes. No game genie. I this again. I did not feel it even necessary at all. Like I was just going through this, okay. having fun, not having a problem. Not really like the parts that were tough were more 
Yeah, I didn't. Really, yeah, jump, I didn't. jump, puzzly stuff. Yeah, there. Yeah, there was. There was definitely. There was no moment where I was like, I need some higher power help to make this exactly to work this out. Exactly. You know? Even like I said, there were moments that were difficult, but it was always like I see the route to success. I just need to try again. You know, and that yep. is uh, good game design, probably. Exactly, and I think that's the part. And obviously, we'll get into it again because I, I just want to keep talking about it. It's that's what I found that I really liked about this is that if I died, it was like, oh, but that's the key. I gotta, I gotta keep doing that. Let me just right. try that. Yes, look, you know, I was excited to go try again, kind of a thing, yep. which is not not a feeling that I normally get in a lot of games. Yep. No, there's some and some of my yeah, not not my favorite genre, but. The, so a lot of the ones that, like Batman, that was the thing I said about Batman a million times before we played it, is like, it's fucking hard. But every time you die, you know why you died and what you should have done differently. And yeah. that is, <laughs> yeah, like, brilliant game design. Uh, so, yeah, that's applicable here as well. I agree. I uh, Sad news, Lorik Disciples, our golden age of economic analysis uh, may have ended as I did not come up with one for this, unfortunately. So I'm sure that boringest part of our podcast you will miss greatly in this particular episode, but you will have to persevere. Track six on the soundtrack, if you are, are listening on your uh, Sony Discman. <laughs> we start with the title screen, and we get the famous Sega logo with a shimmer on Fire Up, and su- surprisingly rip right into a prologue cinematic without the slightest peep of legalese, which for a Disney game I expected there to be a ton of, but there is not. Cream-colored text fades in on a black card, reads, Once Upon a Mouse. And then fade to Minnie and Mickey in mid-frolic through the forest, just <laughs> spinning in circles, hand in hand, as the introduction theme swells. Text that scrolls by as we watch this reads, Welcome to Vera City, where life is joyful and everyone lives in peace. All but one, that is. One who is jealous of Minnie's beauty and popularity. The witch Miserable. There's a pause. One day, dot, dot, dot. The background disappears, and both Mickey and Minnie crouch in fear, covering their heads with their hands. Miserable scoots in overhead on her broom and snatches up Minnie before Mickey can react, leaving him exasperated and alone. (laughs) To his credit, though, Mickey's not a total biatch, and he takes off running in the direction she flew off in. And then the text reads, Mickey had to do something. He chased after the witch Miserable all the way to the dot, 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 and then Mickey reaches the edge of a cliff and screeches to a stop. A majestic castle can be seen in the distance from it. Castle of Illusion appears in ornate gold font over that dope-ass pixel art, and starring Mickey Mouse fades in below as a little Let the Adventure Begin music cue wraps up the intro track. And that is at our actual title screen, and that is a really cool, impressive, organic way of, I don't know, presenting that to us. When you hit start, you automatically are presented with the options menu, a unique approach contrasted against the customary start game versus option 
menu option set that you get in most games. So that's kind of interesting too. Difficulty, a sound test, and then an opportunity to remap the buttons as you deem fit are available here. And Sega is really big on giving players that kind of control agency early on. That was also in Altered Beast, I believe, and in Moonwalker 2, if I recall correctly. So a, a, a number of these early, you know, Black Thatch Box Genesis games have that, and that's I don't know. I don't know what's I don't know what to say about that. I guess it's just something, you know, it, it because a lot of these games are arcade ports, so you're looking at an arcade company, and they're like, okay, we're bringing these to a console. They probably had in their mind, like, we have to... They're, we're trying to recreate that... that, that we'll, you know, we'll, Yeah, trying to recreate the arcade experience, yep. and you don't have an arcade controller, so trying to give you the best option for recreating that, or giving the player the best option for recreating that would be my best guess for the psychology there. Because uh, that's not something that persists moving forward like once we get out of this early era it's gone from sega it's never been part of nintendo really uh with any regularity so yeah i mean i feel like they they their biggest selling point was the whole be like arcade thing right so that was like the thing like hey we are the arcade company we're bringing the arcade experience to home and then after a while people stopped caring about that you know what i mean and it became less about that so it's like all right that's no longer differentiator let's move on yep so normal, Jay, or did you go Definitely full normal? Yeah, yeah. No, dude, yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I play all of these games on normal. I don't even go easy unless there's like an issue. Like, yeah. it's got to be a really big issue for me to go normal. Or the or fucking easy. thing starts that way, like, ghouls oh my and ghosts gosh, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you fucking oh play, that, play half the game and realize that you fucking can't, you can't finish it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, yeah, soundtrack on this cart is huge. There are 25 cues on the OST playlist that Sega Mag has on the YouTube their YouTube channel. So the sound test is probably chock full of those options as well. I didn't I didn't go through it all, but uh, there's a ton of original music in this game or for this game in this game, I guess technically. Some more story follows that after you get through the options menu, a cinematic where Mickey strolls right up to the castle walls and speaks with a little old man in a purple cloak. He says, hurry, before Miserable uses her powers of illusion to make herself look like Minnie and make Minnie look evil like her. And you must find the seven gems of the rainbow. They will give you the power to be to overcome Miserable. But be careful. The gems are protected by the master of illusion. As the last of the old man's words pass his lips, three toy soldiers come marching out of the archway on the right and Mickey quickly reacts, hopping up and bouncing across all three of their heads, making them burst into clouds of sparkles as he runs through the archway. Inside is an ornate castle vibe with its own specific tune. Mickey jogs past a few large wooden double doors before coming to a stop in front of one that looks no different than all the others. And there's some little text that appears at the bottom. It reads, what kind of room is behind this door? And he then opens it, revealing some forest-looking shit beyond. He enters and closes the door, calmly and quietly, behind him. Uh, I would try the start button shit here. It says, yeah, I tried this on a later restart. And so if you actually hold the button, it acts as a fast-forward function. So it doesn't just, oh. it doesn't just like skip and fade to the next thing. You can literally see it all happening in turbo speed. The animation, the text at the bottom, all of it. Oh, and yeah, I like it, that, actually. I like it, I guess, but it is fucking weird. Like, weird. 
weird, weird, weird. I've never seen a game do that for, like, the skip this shit function, you know? So, yeah, just weird. <laughs> I thought it was very, very weird. So you walk through that door, and then it plunks you down in the forest, and it is game jamming time. So let us talk controls and HUD. The For the HUD, I immediately discerned that, yeah, the power sphere is mentioned, the difficulty explanations uh, in the manual here. So two of the possible five units of your life bar are clearly empty to start. So that's what it means, Three start with three. So, yeah, you don't have a full power meter here, and you can't go beyond five under any circumstance. There's no – you don't pick up anything in the game that makes your life bar bigger. Like that is your that is what you're working with the whole game, and you don't get it full at the beginning. So – it's also interesting to have a game where you don't start full, uh, at least with the normal setting, you know. So that's kind of well. I've seen some games like this before, like even games where, if we didn't play it on an episode that were played as part of a mag, that were similar to this, where you'd start with like a default three, three spheres of health, and then you could get like two more or, th- or three more on top of it. But like you started with that base thing, so I've I've actually seen this before, and I actually had to remind myself of this later in the game when I died and I wanted to go back to a save scum point. And I was like, wait a minute, no, let me just keep playing. I have more tries. I and I started with three, and I was like, wait, I had three before I died, and I started with three, and that's the base. I kind of had to ground myself that 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 I didn't like start with five and then lose two. Right, right. So yeah, it it can throw you off if you don't think that way though. I'm trying to think. I. I don't. I can't think. I'm, I don't. I can't think but of whatever, a specific game. I'm sure. Yeah, there was yeah. A, whatever There's game so many I'm games. About, I'm sure it exists. There was like little. There was. I'm thinking of like squares though. Whatever game it was, it was like squares or rectangles or something. It wasn't little circles. So I couldn't tell you what game it was, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. definitely happened. That's definitely not a specific enough citation. Yeah. Uh, there are your tries slash lives are down here. Your projectile attack item icon. Showing a picture of what it is, and then a number of shots remaining next to it, and all your score uh, are all down below. And that it's a very slim HUD at the bottom of the screen. I appreciate that, giving me as much gameplay area to work with as possible. Good game design, also. Then for controls, A and or B throws your item in the direction that you're facing, and this can go down while jumping, of course. And then C jumps, and then you have to hit it again before coming down on an enemy, or you will take damage and inflict no harm upon them. And yeah, realizing that that's what the manual was saying, that I'd have to do this the whole game, it was a little bit of a red flag to me. I was like, it's weird. It's a weird extra step yeah. that probably deserves to fall into the difficulty category or the negative category for me, I think. I just don't I – mean, I, you know, it is a level of challenge, I guess, and that is part of what makes it difficult. But I just don't – I don't know. I don't think you should have to do that. It's not – Yeah. That and was... it's – there are times where – I guess it's just if you hit the button fast enough, it's not the game's fault. But it 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 felt like I don't know. It just felt icky at times uh, to me, and I was not a huge fan of that. I guess is the simplest way to say that. The jump physics are a little floaty, but I wouldn't say they're unbalanced or anything. I don't need to talk about jumping really. And you can duck, as the hints suggest you to do. Mickey does a pretty cute ducking animation. He like holds his hands out wide. Yeah, and his, his tail, <laughs> his tail is swirling behind him, and his eyes are looking up. 
above them, you know? So that's a really good animation. And, you know, it's Disney. You would expect animations to be good. But there's a lot of that. Uh, on, on the same cute front, Mickey's idol animation is uh, pretty, like, adorbs dancing thing. He starts dancing, you know, which is, <laughs> yeah. is pretty cool. There's a lot of that. Like, his, the swinging animation is really good when you're, when you're going across ropes. Uh, trying to think of some other good ones. I mean, even the jump and, like, ducking. Like, when he does the slam down, he's, like, he, like, puts his legs up in the air and, like, you know, really. It's, yeah, it's, I like that. He, yeah. It's emphasized. Right. Well. But yeah. I think the the jumping on the heads definitely is. I feel like that's the only thing that I really don't like. Everything else is great. Animation-wise, it's great. All these little things were fantastic. Like, I, I don't have any issues with any, I think, of the any of the controls or anything like that, you know what I mean? Except for the, the decision that I have to make mid jump of, am I jumping on ahead to defeat or am I trying to bounce to go up? Like that is the sure. only, the wrinkle, but I, I, I feel like I didn't have to make that decision too often. So it was okay. I got a, a little bit of a bitch about the ropes too. Those, those are also have a kind of a goofy oh, thing to okay. them. So we'll talk about those when we get to them, but okay. you know, yeah, there wasn't, you know, it's not by no means, like I said, we've already fucking, <laughs> Uh, whatever some dumb idiom would be of the game being good. We've already done that, but uh, or said that rather, but uh, there are a few things that are a little goofy to me. So we are starting in the Enchanted Forest. Enter a glowing forest where trees and mushrooms crawl. Tulips spit poison seeds and spiders attack from their huge sticky webs. Grab a rope and swing over pits. Beware of scary ghouls and giant apples. This was the thing. I don't know if you remember this. This was the thing for Strider, too. The Sega published games, their level breakdowns, they, it's, yeah, they, like, describe you going mid, going through them, as opposed to just telling you about the environment. It's. Okay. So interesting, or, or I, they are still—they're using that mechanic to tell you about the environment. I shouldn't say they're not telling you about the environment, but they're the the device they're using to explain the environment is you actively interacting with it, as opposed to just saying there are spiders, there are whatever you know. And it's it yeah. is an interesting writing choice that I again noticing patterns I'm seeing in a few of these early Sega games. I like that. It's almost like it's hinting you and kind of giving you a guide. Like, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to yeah. swing. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do and that. This is how you actually you know? should interact yeah. with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even like telling you, especially like early. You're going to grab a rope. You're going to yeah. have to swing over these pits. And like, but the know, bouncing off, like, you got to bounce off these things. That, you know, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, this first scene is introducing a lot of mechanics to us. On the opening stretch, you were offered up a sacrificial tree enemy so you can learn those bounce attack mechanics in the safest arena possible. So, they give you a, a little. Baby's first bounce uh, opportunity there. And you find some apples up in the tree along the way, but not a ton of them. And there, I would say, are less than 10 for the whole area. So I was thinking these would be at a premium for sure, in line with the manual tip section, your ammunition, I mean. And I would say that would kind of pretty much hold true for most of the game. Oh, yeah. I definitely would not use them until I needed to in general. And, yeah, you get a swinging rope instance early on here so you can figure out, and that's critical, I think, because it's not a hold and let go thing. You let go of the jump and then hit it like as you're jumping to the rope and then hit it again when you want to leap off. So, yeah, am I right in remembering this and that you don't 
you don't hit anything to grab it. You automatically grab it. And then to let go, you have to do a... Usually it's like a jump and hold and then let go. Right? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a jump, hold it, like press it and hold to grab, and then let go and grab again to grab the okay. next one, like if you were okay. swinging back and forth. Because right. I remember thinking enemies came and I wasn't sure what to do, but I could yeah. just swing through them. And I was like, oh, that's so much. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I would learn that later too. That Yeah, uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't learn that until the not library. Here. Yeah, uh, the yeah. library I learned that, right. So yeah, I did not know that. And yes, I was frustrated about... <laughs> The difficulty of trying to avoid something that it turns out you don't need to avoid. So yeah, I had that same experience for sure. So okay, yeah. So that, oh, but that still sounds weird to me. Uh, and yeah, I, I, even it, it's so weird that I could even like describe it exactly. Like it, it's, right, it's, yeah, yeah. You just like, have, you just have to you learn to do it right. Yeah, and but it, after a while, after some failures, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it all the way through, let go, and then hit it again. That's what. Yeah, it should be yes. You hold it the whole time and just let go when you want to want to move to the next one but you have to do it you have to hit it twice and that's yeah super goofy and not how those usually go so falling down the pits gives you a really long fall animation that's also pretty cute uh even if you're pissed that it's happening well (laughs) it's happening you do enjoy the animation uh and it's you don't die though i don't think right you just respawn it's not a death i don't believe yeah i don't I'm like I don't remember falling down a pit to die, so I'm yeah. not. Well, yeah, it's not, you, I had to try. I you had to try to do it. Like I did. I, I tried to do okay. it just to see it, uh, but I, I don't think I died. I'm pretty sure it just respawned me. Like uh, you took a hit. There are three enemy types in here. Your bottom tier grunts are little walking mushrooms that kind of just randomly pop up from places and amble around rather aimlessly. They will interrupt from off screen uh, sometimes too. But then yeah, they come out of these little patches of grass that they can sprout up from infinitely. And the aforementioned walking trees are only one click higher on the video game enemy evolutionary scale. They don't do much. They kind of just fucking wander around. And then there are flowers that spit a pollen projectile up into the air out to the right or left in an elliptical flight pattern. Reminded me of uh, a Mario enemy. uh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So quick game over tangent, since uh, we hopefully won't experience that a ton. (laughs) But uh, I tried it out just to see what happened. Uh, and the dying via enemy contact sends enemies spinning like a top up into the air and off the screen, which is pretty fun, I think. Yeah. And when you run out of lives, it cuts to Mickey center mass in a black void, looking pretty like drunk as fuck is what I would describe that animation <laughs> as. <laughs> his, his tongue is hanging out the side of his mouth. His eyes are half closed. He's got the birdies flying around his head that are... Um, so uh, emblematic of cartoons of the time and his shoulders are slumped and his arms are hanging limply in front of him and game over real big appears above him and then the text below reads you must be brave and smart to save many try again and then a wooden sign appears on both sides of white boy wasted mickey as he gets his second wind and adopts a chest puffed out posture of strength when you uh select continue and so yeah, the, the 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 left side says continue and shows how many you have remaining, and the right sign says new game, and you actually have to push the D pad and choose which mm-hmm. one you want, um, which is kind of I don't know. Instead of a menu, it's just a cool way to do a menu. Basically, I guess is while I'm getting out there. The second scene starts off with a so yeah you like within a level. There are multiple stages, scenes, they call them. So 
this once you finish, you get to the end of this one, it starts another one that's still in the forest here, and this starts off with some jungle hunt on Atari 2600 type shit, swinging from rope to rope for multiple screens. And yeah, this is where you really fucking have to figure out that rope shit, or you're gonna be cussing yeah. at the game. And this ends with an opportunity to score your first Mickey ears one up. You gotta like gonna go down to this lower level, uh, like swing and fall down to the lower level, which takes a little bit of skill, I guess. And then we transition into some Sonic mode stuff, running fast downhill while a giant apple rolls down after you. And they score this with a really cool, harried-feeling tune. The uh, clearly marked with signage exit is right after that. So you get to the bottom of that hill, and it's right out of that scene. And then the next one is a... Pretty nifty platforming stint. Uh, there's some seemingly magically suspended leaves here and there, and oh, yeah. uh, some of them move horizontally. So it's uh, pretty. This probably this might be the most heavy platforming part of the game. I would say. Well, and, I I don't know if I'd say this. There's definitely heavier platforming later, but I I definitely died here a couple times, kind of jumping, not sure what was going to happen, or not sure where I should land beneath me. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to land there instead of here. Kind of well, yeah, I, I don't mean from a difficulty perspective necessarily, just like the amount of it. Like the whole scene is just oh, yeah, yeah, platforming yeah, with these fair. things, some of the move that's and stuff. I mean, yeah, they'll work platforming in, into all the stages, but, I mean, it's platformers. <laughs> they fuck it better. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, that's all this is. There's really no enemy stuff, really. I mean, you're avoiding these spiders as they drop, but it's honestly, those are more about, complicating the platforming than they are about presenting you an enemy to defeat. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So I noticed coming out of that, leaving with only one life unit, and the next scene I had automatically been refueled to three. So this is how long I played before I figured out what that meant in the instruction manual, that like you start okay. every scene with three, no matter what you finished with. There's no carryover, basically. So that's a rather forgiving thing, I think. Probably even for hard mode, I think, if it bumps you back up to two, you know. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean So if you skated by, you barely beat the last right. level, you're you're good coming. Kind of Definitely leads to less saves coming too, because you're less worried about the long term effects of having yeah. been reduced to one HP. In the next scene, the sky is dark and ominous, and all the trees are barren uh, with broken limbs and what have you. The soundtrack turns ominous here. This is the track we had coming into the first segment. Uh, very good one. The shrooms adopt a ghostly look here with the actual ghosts, with actual ghosts floating all over. You can bounce across and traverse. You can use those ghosts more so to get to kind of difficult to reach areas than like they seem like they're just enemies, but they're really actually platforms kind of. Yeah. You look uh, at them, you're like, wait, you're going up and to the right. I can yep. definitely, if I can get my jumping going, yep. you lead me someplace. Right, and that's where you want to go for sure because there's like a kind of like a I don't know if I call it hidden necessarily, but it's like if you go up here and get all the way to the top right when you're working down this cavern system uh, that's that finishes out the stage, you can get an extra bag of holding and and some some yeah. additional uh, projectiles, which you will need because right after that is our boss battle. And this is a single-screen arena. It's dominated by a lone large tree over on the right. A square face appears in the the trunk of the tree, then pops off onto the ground disembodiedly. And it leaves a hole in the tree where it was. And then the boss battle theme fires up. It 
turns into a rolling log that will roll along the ground at you, then fly up in the air at the screen edge, then roll back to the tree, and do the same there before turning back into the face again. And immediately after that, it's kind of like the idea there is that the log is hitting the tree, and it's knocking acorns out of it, and they come falling down from above in random horizontal slottings, uh, four at a time, that you have to kind of get out from under, basically. <laughs> and after you're in a safe spot there, you need to pop an op, and and they the the acorns fall all the way to the ground. You need to pop off an apple at homeboy, which has a very nice hit feedback, visual and sound effect, so you know what's what. So they're very good game design yes. there. Leave you no question whether you are making progress correct. And then the cycle then repeats. And and I think maybe if I had to guess, you're not counting, especially this first one, but between eight and ten apple pops, I would say. To defeat him? Would you agree? Uh, I don't even know. This was not yeah. a problem. Yeah. No, no, yeah, not a problem. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, I wasn't counting. I was just kind of like popping them with apples, and I was like, oh, we're done now. Yeah. Like the hardest part was just avoiding the acorns falling. Really? Yeah, I thought that that was. Yeah, I, I found a sweet spot of staying in the middle of the screen because honestly, I would say the hard part is the log to me because you got to like that was all the bosses had some variation of this mechanic where. You're dealing with this horizontal thing, and often you're you're jumping. You have to time your jump to get over the attack in both directions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this one was slow enough that you could do too, but some of the later ones you would have to learn to to deal with the horizontal danger, jump late enough so you could stay up in the air. And this is where the floaty jump probably was by design. Uh, to keep you up long enough for it to go all the way to the edge of the screen or whatever its movement range is and then come back the other way, you know? Because uh, if yeah. you try to do two, it's going too fast for that. So um, this one is either or, but it was started to learn that here. And then, yeah, you'd avoid the acorns and pop with an apple. So some explosion animation stuff gets him off the screen after he dies. Then a big red gem floats down in front of the tree along with a celebratory cue. <laughs> You have to physically go grab that puppy to fade to a screen with Mickey happily tapping his foot next to some text that reads, in this case anyways, here's the red gem. You have much more to do to save Minnie. <laughs> and then it cuts to a bonus score countdown screen to give you a breather. Then it's back to the castle where Mickey walks out the door he went in, closes it behind him again, ever so courteously, and it turns into a window that allows you to see the forest behind it after you leave. So kind of denoting that that's taken care of. And then he walks up to the next door for some more carrot dangling text that reads, another door, what could be inside? And when he he opens it, you can see some toy blocks stacked up, and that's what's inside. So he heads on in. And that's because we are moving into Toyland is the name of this level. And the manual description for this reads, Open the second door to find a world of animated toys. Knock down marching soldiers and juggling clowns. Duck or jump over buzzing toy airplanes. The door's in front of your nose, but it could be locked. There's a big surprise waiting in this world. And I love surprises in retro video games, so I can't wait for that. It's very cute in here, Jay. Reminded me of that train level in Little Nemo on NES. If you it recall. definitely did. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have... if Toyland, I mean, I think... I feel like there's some aspect of being a kid where if you ever remember the movie babes in toy land sure. like i don't know that the whole idea of that is like a, a fun like thing a, to just we've seen in many games right 
I'm always yep. going to enjoy it. Just like a, uh, where everything is huge and it's just like over toy overload, basically. Exactly. The, the, the <laughs> emotional idea behind it. Yeah, for sure. That is a dream, dream state for all children. So, yeah, you're climbing up on toy blocks throughout the first stretch of this level, dealing with the toy soldiers and jack-in-the-boxes that operate kind of like piranha plants is what I thought of with these. Again, it's funny you mentioned that there was actually some journalistic commentary that said that this was a Mario knockoff because there were a lot of things where I was like, that's just a really smart visual change on the exact mechanics of a Mario thing, you know, which whatever, Mario, you know, yeah. it's a seminal platformer. It's a, There's some of it in every platformer pretty much exactly. ever. To this day, so you know you that's that's kind of <laughs> kind of applicable to all games, but yeah. this one felt like a heightened level of like that's just a Mario thing that you rescanned. <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean, they clearly did well with it. So right, yeah. It's funny because like the whole time with me, I didn't really think of it that much. Like there were, like it was only afterwards and like preparing for the podcast that I started looking at it through that vein because I didn't really think about it think, think that way playing the game. I was just kind of like, oh, I kind of like this, you know, thinking of it for what it was and trying to kind of be, I guess, in that Mickey illusiony world, yeah, you know, but it. kind of stepping back. Now it's much more, I can much more clear to me. Becoming, yeah. <laughs> I can see the forest through the trees. Yeah. The, yeah. It's with those in particular, it's because you, you have to, there are, are times where you have to platform across them. You have to, you're waiting for it. it it's the timing mechanic of platforming, I guess, is really what it is. And that's just a device by which to enact that emotional game play response you know because uh, yeah these things will pop back down and you got to time it out and make sure you know you're waiting for them the second they go down that's when you jump and that's like that's a piranha plant thing to me for, for whatever yeah. reason you know and this moving through here is when i noticed uh, just again another really adorable animation his at the edge of a platform animation where oh he, yeah. yeah he keeps He's he leaning and tottering right yep <laughs> waving his arms trying to keep his balance and not fall off yeah it's really good animation and you better have your head bonk game on point for this ascent, as there is a lot of quick twitch, quick twitch bonking needs with the soldiers and the airplanes as you move through here. The latter, the planes, have a sine wave flight pattern that you got to be on your P's and Q's for, for sure. Yep. And we get new projectiles here. They change from apples to marbles on this stage. And as far as, like, the, the one thing, again, maybe a, a worthy criticism is... They none. They don't have any different. There's no difference functionally to any of these projectiles. They operate exactly the same. They fly in a straight pattern from the same release point and go the direction that you're facing. You know. So yeah, that's what made it weird to me because I was I wasn't sure. I'm like, can I just pick them up in different times? I was so clueless about that, and I was just like, yeah. to your point, I was like, why why don't I just make it all Apple? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Something like, what are we doing? I mean, you know. You're just trying to give it, like, I, I you know, I can, it, yeah, it would have been nice to have some functionality difference. It doesn't, I don't, like, my criticism is not that it changed and creating confusion, like, it's fine, even if you don't want to bother with changing the mechanic, sure, whatever, make them different, just so you have some visual difference that are more kind of themed. Like, I'm sure, like, initially, the idea with these was to theme them to the level. Like the marbles are for Toyland, the apples are for the forest. The problem is, uh, is that we okay. that we just 
you run out of different options or if you're not going to spend the time to create new ones anyways, which is what they did, (laughs) you know? Uh, So if you're going to do that and they, they aren't truly themed to the level throughout, then yeah, they should have some functionality difference, I guess is really where the the thing falls. Or you should find something that's just universal for all things, whatever Mickey would like to be using, you know, really cool and fun level design here though. At the top, very top of this, you'll find a key. The icon looks like a modern house key, which is not yeah. something I expected to be in this fantastical story world. Uh, so I kind of liked it, actually, because of how weird it was, uh, as opposed to like a skeleton key or whatever would, would be more uh, fitting for a Disney setting. So, But the moment you grab this, the blocks that you've ambled up to get up here immediately transform into a slippery slope, and you start rocketing downward on it. And my initial reaction was like, oh, like I even paused it right away, you know. It's like I like, like, oh like, shit! Oh, I'm, no. Yeah, I'm getting in my, I'm into something. I gotta fucking focus. Hold, I gotta like get a whole new headspace to deal with this. You know yeah. what I mean? So I paused it, and you know, so I could like really dial in and like deal with jumping all the hazards and shit. And you know, you quickly realize once you start going, like this is you're just it's a bonus stage, really. Exactly. You, yeah, you're just scoring countless these diamond shaped bonus point pickups, and there's a really des- brilliant design choice. So you don't just like go on autopilot. You can if you jump and, like, there are parts to, like, if you pay attention and try and are really following along, you can get bonus points and do these very satisfying jumps off the slopes and stuff while you're cruising down them. Yep. And that's really cool. Yeah, and there's no enemies all the way down. So you're just you're just trying. It's just there's no danger, basically. <laughs> and, and that is a really interesting and fun design choice because it, it, yeah, it works. Because it, it's, it's not even like the end of the stage. You do have to like you get to the bottom. You're backtracking. You're, right, you're exactly. Backtracking for exactly. You came from, so you're expecting right. the enemies at first. Right. Until after you two slot for me, it was like two slides. And I realized, oh. We're good now. Now yeah. it's just having fun right. until the end. Same, yeah. And and it's cool to me, too, that this isn't... It's not like this is something that's now in every stage. This was just a one-off thing that they did mm-hmm. to better the experience of having to backtrack if we're going to do this climb. Where the And, and you know, it's, yeah, it's just... Even, even in the sense that you have that, that you have to work up and backtrack, that's the only time that you have it in the game, too. So it's just, yeah, I, you know, there was... What game was it that we played where they just, like, didn't give a fuck about the level numbering structure some <laughs> some levels had two some i think that was uh dracula it was uh or not no dracula, but it was, no, uh, no 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 well maybe that maybe that too uh castlevania but no i'm thinking of the one it was a f- the ninja game shadow of the ninja oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like some some levels had just like two stages in yeah, them two some had four five, yeah like yeah just i don't give a fuck this is this is how many we need to tell our story here you know <laughs> and that to me it's like it's why i don't watch network television like i know when the commercial's coming i know your story before we get there because you have to adhere to this dumbass system that is totally arbitrary and artificial and i love that's why i love hbo type programming where you don't have commercial breaks because they can just tell the story and it's organic you know and uh i'd like that when that appears in video games so cool 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 yeah a great little emotional roller coaster move um uh moment rather bravo (laughs) compiled the second scene introduces your classic platformer springboards, and unlike Mario, you must... This is, again, just like a... It's fucking weird, man. They just... It's weird. I don't know if it's deliberate, taking all these very common action platformer mechanics and fucking with them a little bit, but in this one, unlike in Mario, where you, you're you not hitting the jump button at the bottom of the spring constriction... Or wait, hold on. And unlike Mario, you must not hit. So, yeah, so... On Mario, you you hit jump again when the, when the spring constricts, 
yeah. or you don't get proper elevation. And this yeah. one, if you do that, it actually penalizes you. It's not just like it's not like it just doesn't recognize it. If you yeah. do that, it penalizes you and you get a shit elevation. So you literally you have to not do the thing that you've been programmed to do your entire video game life <laughs> up to this point, you know. So it's just so fucking weird and like, yeah, once you once you remember to do it, sure. But like those first few times you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, what the fuck is that like that for? Like it's why? It's like whenever I'm like triggered every time I see a spring in a video game now because I'm like, all right, how is this going to work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, like how is the jump? How is it going right. to spring me? Is it going to be reliable like some games, or is it going to be like yep. we don't care? Maybe, yep. maybe once you spring, once maybe you won't. Like, yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if the rest of your life doesn't have it. When you experience that traumatic event in your formative oh. years, do you spend the rest of your life dealing with it? <laughs> yeah, it's that. It's that. Every time, right, like, yeah, oh my that. gosh, I see springs. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. how am I going to get up there? Am I going to be able yep. to complete this part? I don't even know. Yep. And I, all that criticism stayed in, you know, really thinking about it because I was frustrated. It does makes the most. It does make the most sense from a scientific perspective. Like, what what I thought of. To run this little analysis in my mind, have you ever jumped on a trampoline? Yes. Okay. So a guy, I, yeah, a guy I rolled. No, I don't know about a course. Not everyone has. But, well, I mean, you have. I mean, I have kids and stuff. Like, you, uh, do you have a trampoline at your house? We used to. We used to. Oh man, they're so like dangerous. Smaller ones. Like, I want to get. I actually was thinking about getting a large one this past summer, but they're so dangerous. Happened. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they still might get one. Maybe they've done shit to make them safer now. oh yeah for sure dude they have they have ones that are like spring free now that oh, are more okay. expensive that are like nets on the side like it's far far safer so okay. that's the well, reason that's, why i'm like yeah i was considering yeah it. they're dangerous and investment so, yeah so yeah a guy i rolled pretty hard with in my country skate land phase uh a roller oh, rink yeah. a roller skating phase like seventh and eighth grade he had one in his backyard so i put some time in on that and If you try to if you try to jump off a trampoline in the way you would jump from like firm from terra firma from ground, like bending your knees and exerting force upward, you are much more likely in a trampoline to just collapse and maybe fucking hurt <laughs> yes. yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like you have to let the trampoline do the work. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think those physics should apply with these devices in video games as well. You know, like you should just let the springs constriction. Send you up. You shouldn't and have that's to what hit happens jump. here. Right. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Exactly. This is it's right here, but it's not right in the sense that I've been programmed otherwise my entire life in these video games, you know. So I just yeah, yeah. that was funny that I really started thinking about it. Like, well, okay, what is right? Like, no, it's right, but it's still wrong. <laughs> that's the fun thing too, watching right. like my youngest kids, like whenever they whenever they I guess were young on the trampoline for the first time and they wanna try to jump their hardest and the first time they try that and it just like bounces up like low and they yep. realize oh that's yeah, not the way this yeah works. your your knees just you, I, I, I recall you like, hurt your, yourself yeah exactly your knees literally hitting your fucking chin like that's the level of force being exerted if you don't have your knees locked and let it do the work you know yeah dude he so he yeah he had a very traditional one it had the springs and like there was like this half-assed blue padding that would go over it that could easily fall off. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had that kind at, right. at my Precise, house yeah. growing up. Yeah, like, I, like I, in hindsight, like, <laughs> there's so many things. Like, you know, I won't go skiing. There's just things in life I was like, I'll never do that because it's just, it's literally, you're asking to, to kill yourself, you know? <laughs> and, like, as a kid, though, you don't think about anything. So, like, yeah, I mean, we would fucking be out there for hours. And, like, and he would do the thing. He was a dickhead. He would, like, do the thing where you jump 
like you time your jump to the other person's jump, and oh, if you if yeah. you hit right if you jump at them and jump right next to, or basically, you're trying to create two human beings worth of weight force in the same place. So when that person who's not expecting to go as high as they're about to go because they didn't know they were going to do you're going to do this to them. When they come out of their jump, they're coming out of two human beings worth of force going down and get fly yes. way up into the air. And if if you're not really ready for that and you're not angling yourself properly, you can fucking parable <laughs> and fucking come down who knows where, you know? So, like, yeah, it's such a dangerous activity. It's a crazy-ass dangerous activity. Yeah. So much. That's reminded me of so many times. Yep. Uh, Wayne, shout out to Wayne Perry if you're listening. Uh, two other new mechanics are presented to you not long after that as well. Uh, also, two as there's a uh, springboard conspicuously sitting at the bottom of a shaft that after a lifetime of video game veteran status, I knew meant there was a secret of some kind to find right above it. So you like fall down this thing. There's one there. You're like, I don't need that to get back up there. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, oh, there's a wall. I can clearly go through that wall. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you bounce off that baby and you pass through that block. Uh, that looks like all the others that you normally can't. And behind it are toy blocks that you can be dispatched with marbles. And one of the one of those four blocks has a star pickup for a power unit replenishment inside. So getting that satisfied secret. There's not a ton of those. I guess that's where... Do you think... I, I didn't think to like revisit that in my mind. But in the manual description, it tells you there's a secret. That's the only thing I can think of. And that is such a not impressive thing to tease like those are everywhere in the game those stars like finding secrets to replenish your yeah you mean like the 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 kinds of secrets that you find well i mean this is the only thing i can think of that was secret in the level at all and the manual description cited at the end of it it was like oh there's a secret here to find so is that what it's talking about you think uh probably right i mean i think so because i that's the biggest notable secret maybe i can think of in the whole game where it like felt like a total especially like i said it was so conspicuously placed that i feel like that's also why it was talking about that because it was i mean i think it was talking about that but really when i think about it like anytime i all the secrets i found kind of felt like that where it was like oh look i can i can bust that part of the wall or oh look i can jump through oh yeah sure no this it's not just kind of in that in that way reward didn't feel huge huge right oh well, yeah, there's no, I mean, I guess there's one up, so whatever, uh, and I only found, I can. Only, I think I only found one of those, if I recall correctly, that one in the rope swinging area of one, two, I guess it was, so I don't, so maybe there were more that I didn't find, and that's why we're saying this, uh, you maybe had the same experience, but, yeah, I mean, in that regard, it's very not Mario-ish, it doesn't have, like, warp zone type, like, oh my god, oh, what, no. what is, what nothing, is this? And you know? nothing we found was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found right. that secret. It was right, yeah, like, that's oh, what I mean by, full yeah, life or in, right, of course there's no warp zones, items. but I just mean something that feels that, like, oh my god, what is this, you know, there's, know, there's none of that in this game. It was um, more like, oh, the first time that I found the secret, I was like, oh, look, I got a secret, great. Right. But then. Cool, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you come to what I am going to call a jello pond, the physics of which are basically quicksand, uh, I think. you got to hit jump rapidly to not sink into it an inch across. And then the third scene opens up by introducing an anti-gravity mechanic, and this is pretty cool. You can walk into a little block with a double-sided up arrow, uh, up-down arrow, and then the whole screen flips, and you are then bound to the ceiling. And... 
I wouldn't learn it until way later in the stage than I would prefer, but hitting these with the enemies on the screen is like a smart bomb effect that kills them all. So I didn't know to use it for that. I thought I was trying to use it to like, okay, the way this, the way the situation is, I want to be on the ceiling for what's going to come on the screen next. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't know that it was to kill everything, which would have been great because those fucking unicycle clowns here, fuck those dudes are real pains in the ass. And yeah, when you kill these things, they, so they ride in on a unicycle, like they're look like a clown. And when you kill them, they, or when you bonk, bonk off them, they turn into just the unicycle rolling i think it'll bounce one direction and go back the other so and they move fast as fuck so like it was really hard not to after you kill one of these things catch a stray from that fucking unicycle like i had a real hard time avoiding those so knowing that i could just fucking frag them by switching the orientation of the screen would have been real nice Uh, so yeah this was a very a highly safe scummy moment for me (laughs) it's funny because this wasn't for me like i i went through it grabbing the arrows each time still not clocking same things that the the flip kind of kills everything maybe i did but i was still getting fragged but then uh, so i saved scum went back to the beginning and i just didn't hit the arrows i just let it keep me on the bottom so that way i could control just about bonk things that i need oh, yeah. to or throw and that's probably yes yeah. because it was it, way yeah, easier it, that way than I flipping bet, it yeah. back and forth that's probably <laughs> probably true yeah probably because yeah i mean it you know everything also very stridery, honestly, since we're fucking yes. on, on, on It's just harder side. when you're upside down. Right. It's not like, wait, hard it's down, to gauge. up. It's yeah. Just, yeah, hard to gauge, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the interesting thing about it is that it does not... I assumed that I needed to do it. It suggests that you need to, and you do not need to. That's correct. I did not need to, no. <laughs> Entirely optional. Right after that is the door to the boss battle, and this is a makeshift cloud. This is a cool-looking... Boss sprite, I think. It's a makeshift clown with a pogo stick movement set, and uh, it's got spring-loaded boxing gloves on each side of its body that fly out and, and will fly back. They're on like those... It's like, it's, like a, it's a cartoon gadget. It's like they those things where you like... Kids' toys will have them. They probably sell them at Disneyland kiosks, actually. Like the... Where you just squeeze the thing and like it makes the thing go out, you know? It's very much a kid's toy to me. I don't think it actually exists. It probably... Had that's one of those things that probably in like the 40s was like a household item for some sort of function, but no longer has any actual utility. And a toy company somehow you know saw it as a chance to make a toy, and now we know of it as a toy, is is what I think one of those is what this is. But that's the mechanic for his attacks. And his, as far as the design of him, his torso is a wrapped gift box. He's got these big goofy clown shoes, and just he just looks really cool. You know, it's got like one of those bowler hats on. It's just very uh, hobo clown type deal yeah. going on. And so his the way his mechanics work, he will jump two or three times, and I did not, I was not able to discern a reliable pattern to that. So I think it's RNG, and that is complicating because as soon as he lands on that second or third jump, whichever one it is. Those, he will toss out the springboards on each side of him. So you want, like, these are just hazards that will disappear once he starts jumping again. So you don't, you you want to have to not deal with them, basically. So you're optimally more than than what I would call a quarter of a screen distance from him, which is the range that the outer of the two that he throws fall at. 
And you want to just be further away than those so you can just wait for him to make these go away because what they, they'll slow you down and fuck up your jumping areas that you want to... Because what you, what you want to do when the boxing gloves fly out in both directions, they go all the way off the screen and then come flying back just as quickly. So what you need to do is, this is what I was talking about with the log for the last boss, is you need to jump late enough to stay, at least for me, I don't know, the look on your face suggests maybe you didn't need to do this, but <laughs> what I, the only way I found to make this work, this guy killed me a number of times, was to jump late enough where you were in the air the whole time the glove was out, and you were still up in the air when it flew back to him. So that's how I avoided his attacks. <laughs> and that was the only <laughs> way, that was the only way I was able to, so what, what the fuck did you... I'm like, what are you talking? I'm like looking at you skeptically, like, what are you talking about right now? So I, I definitely did not do that. This took me a few tries, but once I learned the punch clown's pattern and when he could take damage, I just took him out. So I like this place playful boss. Basically, you let him do his jumps, you're close, you just land close to him, he'll shoot his fists out, you just duck. Duck fist out. Oh my god. He'll come right back. Shoot the springs, you jump on a spring, bounce on his head, rinse, repeat. Like that is the pattern. I talked, and shit it was flawless. I talk, Once I, I learned sh- that pot, <laughs> I talked shit about not knowing the ducks too, and or not like, I'm like, why are you jumping in the air? What are you oh, talking about? God. Like, once I learned that pattern, it was like, oh, done. Didn't even take damage. Once I learned the full pattern, that's so good that it's in the manual as the last hint. I talk shit about it. <laughs> And this was like, what are you prob- talking about? This is probably like the hardest. Air. This what is probably you- the hardest part of the game uh, for me. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So okay. Well, yeah. Once you, once you, if you avoid the <laughs> uh, gloves in a smart way or a dumb way, once you avoid those, you have to pop off a projectile at his melon at the top. And this is where it's difficult too. And it's a half jump. If you you have to like pop it off while you're jumping you at the top of your jump it'll fly over his head so you got to pop off your projectile mid jump as opposed to the top you know where you have kind of that moment of weightlessness where you're up longer so it's just it's just a a slightly more difficult timing thing to get the projectile off that also seems more difficult like than to jump i i didn't even try to even though i had like i don't even know 30 projectiles or something i just naturally because of the springs just use them to bounce on his head and just I didn't even try oh. to shoot it. I didn't even try to aim a projectile. Oh yeah, I face. wasn't. That was the thing. I was. I, I thought you were going to say was that you use the the jump boards to stay in the air so long, to more easily stay in the air long enough. I should say. I did because yeah, I did try initially. I tried to bonk him too, but because of the again wanting to be far away from him. To oh, you bet- probably didn't get to him in time. Yeah, right. Precisely. So, uh, yeah, I was using the projectiles. So, yeah, you have to do you have to do it like a, a half jump, like I said, to fucking I to hit to hit. His I was head. always close by. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. So I had two <laughs> I had two levels of added complication that I was adding to this for myself, which is that's why it was harder. Okay, uh, but it's cool that I like. There's that variability. Exactly right. Like yeah, that, that experience. you could even have that different of an experience is its own cool thing to say. I would uh, I would I would attest as well. So yeah, it took me a few go rounds with this, this fucking dude. Probably a half dozen or so tries, which is more than you would expect for the second boss. Uh, okay, okay. 
The orange gem is your reward here. Then it's back to the castle for another tromp to the next door. Let's see what's in this room. Mickey's statement of curiosity this time around. And through that doorway, you can see the orange-hued clouds that will line the sky of the next level. And that is the image behind me right now. And that is the name of this level. It's called The Storm. Once you pass the third door, you'll be walking on a dangerous hillside as a violent storm approaches. Carefully tiptoe or run and jump across <laughs> the crumbling bridges. Brilliant bonefish leap and snap. Watch out for the water. The stage is gorgeous. There is a parallax scrolling cloudy sunset background. Again, what's behind me throughout the stage. Mm-hmm. That looks absolutely fucking amazing. So there's... I don't think either of the first two had that. But yeah, these the latter stages, definitely the... the the end leading up to the, the final boss, to Miserable, in this stage. I think the library... Oh, yeah, the the milk bottle segments of the library also had just really well done parallax scrolling. Where, the you know, the background's, the background's moving at a different speed to, to give you that perspective deal. Really fucking good. Really, really, really good looking video game design there. So we're still on marbles for projectiles here. The enemies are the same mushrooms, but palette swapped. There are, as you mentioned in the description, man-eating fish jumping up out of the pits. And there are really cute bats. Uh, even <laughs> though bats are always one of the shittier enemies functionally. Yeah, the, visually, yeah, visually they are very cute here. And yeah, they flutter in their flight path. And yeah, the collapsing bridges too. They are a particularly forgiving varietal of collapsing bridge, though. You have to... Like, usually, like, Contra is what I think of, is what I first thought of when, when comparing these. But the, like, in Contra, even when you jump over the beginning of it, it still starts blowing up. With these, they're segmented logs. Like, they're, you know, you're like the side view of the logs. And only the logs that you step on fall. So, like that. <laughs> yeah, it's easier for sure. So, yeah, you like it. <laughs> of course but but yeah it, like so if you know if you if you jump on the third log the first two don't fall so you you, you have that like safety safety net, net. that's the word i was looking for safety net yeah so again just slightly different interesting functionality for something that you, you think you know how they work in video games automatically but maybe can be different did you uh did you find the secret gems and stash on this stage i down below Gems and stuff. Hold on, I, I don't. It's not. There's like an item bag, and then like nine diamonds as well. You could find like if you walk through a wall. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't find that. Nope. Uh, no wall walking. Nice. Okay, so that sounds like it's gives you more of that feeling of like this is really secret, you know. So oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, that I assume it was down in the water area, the cave stuff down below. Uh, yeah, I just went down below. It was okay. not even water yet. Like I just wanted. Oh to, yeah, because you can go down below in yeah. a lot of different ways. I went. Yeah, I went like, down there, and, and I was like, this. I don't want to be down here. I'd rather be. It's easier to just platform up top. So yeah, I went down there, and had some sort of complication. I was like, I don't want to go that route, and then I just started going right, staying up top, and never had to go back down there. So uh, or I never had to go back down there in that in the beginning part, I should say. So that's, yeah, I skipped over that. That's what I get for that, for not being thorough. <laughs> yeah, to me, I, I viewed it as like a penalty area for falling down a pit, you know, once I got going yeah. to the, the, the down below I area. thought that too, and yeah. I just kind of happened to walk and just kind of walk through it, you know. Right. Still, I, I don't remember how many secrets I'd found at this point, but I was definitely at this point like looking, like 
let me throwing stuff at walls, trying okay. to walk through walls, and so I was right. happily rewarded. From yeah. That. So yeah, you'll as you're moving through the platforming stuff. If you miss a platform instance or fall down a bridge or whatever, yeah, you fall down into these water areas, and there's there's current down there that will there's well sometimes it's current, sometimes it's not, but you fall down and there's a lot of fish down there, the bony fish, of course, that are jumping up in the bridge areas. Those same fish are swimming down here, and they'll you know swimming's not the easiest or fastest thing, so you're kind of trying to avoid them with a little bit of difficulty. But then yeah, you get pulled into these rip current areas that will fire you through a tunnel and then. Uh, up a water spout to get you back up to the platforming stuff to like try again basically you know it'll push you yeah. backwards so pretty cool that's way fuck better than insta death obviously when falling down a pit so <laughs> you'll take it and as always with all genesis games we've talked about this every time we've seen it the water looks incredible in this game of course very visually stunning uh, but yeah you'll have to you also have to guess the right pit to jump in towards the end and that leads to one of these rip current things and water spouts. And like, it's like, it doesn't, it's not intuitive. You have to like basically trial and error a, a number of yeah. them to find the right one. Uh, it's not, it's definitely not the last one where you, cause if you go all the way to the end, you can see where you got to get to with the exit door, but yeah, you can't just jump in the water there. It'll push you to the wrong place. So a little bit of trial and error maze stuff uh, with that. And then scene two is like a Mayan temple or something in that vein. Uh, Incan temple. A lot of old stone architecture, waterfalls, hieroglyphic-ish carvings on the stones, etc. And the the music here is is pretty dope as well. This starts off pretty casual, but the back half is an intense... This is, again, yeah, I, I mentioned the one is a, a tough platforming. This is a tough platforming area, too. There's... Yeah. There's... They... they some of them are like, who the fuck knows where they are? Rogue water hazard deals, you know? Like, the water will just come dumping down from above. Yeah. From like, who's like what you know? happened? Yeah, like, no yeah. tip-off. At least that I saw, no tip-off at yeah. all. And that is tough. And then the platforms get very tiny at places, too. They also tuck some behind semi-transparent water foreground art, you know? It's not like, you can see it if you, like, got your fucking eye on the screen, maybe. But, like, they're very well disguised so you you know if, if you're really and the thing is with these tiny platforming shit and you know the fucking water can fall down from above from anywhere so you're trying to cook you know so you don't have time to like really like okay where's the next thing you know you don't have time for that so it's, it's a good combination of of things to increase difficulty uh, i died here once i was sad when that happened <laughs> and then scene three is a passageways with an intermittently rising and falling river rushing through it area and you have to inch through, jumping up to safety before the water rises to a depth that's capable of ripping you back a few screens. And you usually it'll bonk you for some HP drain as well. And yeah. like every other Mickey animation in the game, his flail in the water when he when he falls in is carried <laughs> away, looks great, and is so expressive. You know, they just it's an, an amazing job. I know we've said it so many times already, but they just did such a good job of you know. Animation, the cartoon characters, like you, you know, you need to, you're trying to generate an emoting to this thing with like, you know, a, a drawing. You're trying to get a human being to emote to a drawing. Uh, in yeah. th in this, in these cases, they have like a crazy limited number of pixels, and the job they do of creating that same animated cartoon response on Genesis it's hardware so is fucking magnif, just really good, magnificent. <laughs> Man, this like the the stage before this, the jumping sequence was so legit. Like I I thoroughly enjoyed it. This run up 
was difficult with the water wish, like rushing back and forth. But like you know, it wasn't difficult. You couldn't complete it. Yeah, but it no, was I, like I'm super. You know, fun. I, I play these games super safe too. So I was. I would only go. I wasn't trying to do any cowboy shit. I would go to the next platform and wait. Next platform, <laughs> wait. There's one at yeah. the end that pushes you even with that. Regardless, system. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but generally speaking, if you played it safe, it was it was pretty cake. Yeah, that I I think that's the funny part because. The jumping sequence was difficult. This was like, it was easy. You just had to figure out like, oh, what what to do to get there. And then the boss was like a piece of cake to me. I don't know about you, but I was like, wow, this, yes. I beat him on the first try. I just pieced yep. him up with At the, the Didn't even try to jump on his head, I don't think. Yeah, so. I, I, this was the first time for me as well. Yeah, the the boss battle is the light at the end of this tunnel with the uh, rising and falling water. And you are dropped into an arena with the, it's got the same Incan temple vibes. There's a stone pillar. This is cool too. It's just so different, I think, than the other boss battles, you know. Uh, but yeah, there's a stone pillar that rises up the right side of the screen and then your adversary jumps down from the right. I would call it like Creature from the Black Lagoon is, is what I thought of this. It's like an amphibious frogman type yeah. guy, you know. And he jumps fast and high as fuck after, or as you would expect a frog to do. And after maybe three to five hops, he will anchor to the ground and fire off a chain of replications of himself. And this is again very similar to the last one in that it's like a stationary. The boss becomes stationary and then does this really quick and fast, quick and fast, redundant and redundant <laughs> attack out to the sides. And and it's a rubber band effect. You know what I mean? So he fires these replications of himself three or four instances out kind of it kind of looks like a paper doll mm-hmm. thing you know out on each side of them and they snap back once they reach their range length which is maybe a third or a half of a screen from the wow. sprite that is very detailed description josh are you saying you dealt with these uh these yeah creations regularly like, yeah yeah it's uh yeah, yeah so you can jump this is what i found was you can jump on them and that's how i started trying to tackle this thing but to me, that was a fool's errand. I just wanted to avoid it, keep my distance, and when he roots himself down for a second for his range attack, pop a marble off to get a lick in. And if you land it, he'll crazy spin both directions, and again, you got to jump those. But then he flies back and knocks out one segment of the totem pole, and you got to do that five times, and then it's victory. You got the same look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know how we had such different experiences here. Like if he, the minute he jumps out of the totem and lands, if you don't give him time to do anything else and immediately hit him with the marble, he will just spin through you. He can't even hit you at that point. He'll spin through you and just spin through the totem. Rinse, repeat. Like literally I didn't experience the mechanic because he would just pop down. I would hit him. He would just fly through you, fly back, fly through. Like it was just like rinse, repeat three to five times. And I was done. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Jumping and dealing with yeah, like I replications? I didn't, I didn't see that opening. No, I was playing it safe. Wow. God, so God, different. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, it wasn't a first timer for me, actually. Hand, I, it says I, I wrote down I have a handful of tries, but I would call it slightly less difficult than the clown. Um, okay. Well, wow. huh, I wonder where <laughs> this is going with the, uh, the next two bosses. <laughs> We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. The yellow gem and some praise from the game nods, uh, game gods rather, are your reward. You are a brave mouse. Continue on. You can you can't rest until many is safe. Then it is back to the castle yet again. Where instead of heading further to the right, he backtracks left as a stairway up appears, and he heads up to where you find the next room. The text for this reads: Here's another door. What's inside this room? Find out next time on Old Dudes Play Video Games the podcast. <laughs> 
after these messages. We'll be right back. Now on video for a limited time. Hey, you're not gonna believe what I got you. Take. Look, it's Fantasia. It's just for you. Well, all right, maybe not just for you. I mean, I gotta tell you, it's magic. That's right. Mickey, yeah. Between you and me, this was our only chance to get it, and I didn't want you to miss it. Walt Disney's masterpiece, Fantasia. It's the perfect holiday gift. Well, of course I got it for you. I'm your dad. Fantasia is ours forever. That is a 1991 Fantasia VHS cassette release commercial. And there's a pretty fun angle on it. I dig it. A dad with his infant kid explaining that the only reason that they got this, this Fantasia VHS tape, was for the kid. And it clearly, uh, they make it very clear that the dad is actually the one. The kid's too small to care. And the dad <laughs> is, is clearly fucking stoked on it. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's a cool angle on that. While supplies last, I love that. If it, as if Disney didn't like that's at the end of the commercial. If if Disney didn't make a bajillion of those fucking plastic shell VHS releases for every Disney movie they ever made, you know, uh, I actually just got. I went uh, one of the a film I produced. We did a earlier this year. I think I might have been sending shit to the thread when I was there to you guys, but it's at this place called uh, not Whammo. God damn it! I'm forgetting the name of it now, but whatever. It's a like a it's a small screening venue. It was just like a, a friends and family kind of test screening thing for it. Maybe seats forty people, uh, but the primary function of it well, that is probably the primary function of it is, is is a screening thing. But they have a it looks like a video rental store from the eighties. There's shelves and shelves and shelves of just VHS cassettes. And, like, I didn't think I could buy them. I thought that it was just, like, decoration Mm -hmm. to make it feel this way, you know? And they had a whole section of VHS. Like, literally, dude, just every – a million of every Disney of one of those hard shell deals, you know? And I actually got Jab – a the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, <laughs> that's the one he had when we were kids, and I assumed he didn't have any more. I was lucky enough for that to be the case, uh, but I, I bought it there. But yeah, they you know they had price stickers on them even, and I was like, I still didn't believe that you could buy them. So I literally asked the guy that running it. I was like, Can I buy these? He's like, Yeah. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah, of course. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like it's L.A. Like L.A. Like you know, you, there's it's all too common in, in L.A. You think you understand the purpose of the space you're in or what it's for or you're how wrong. you're supposed to behave there, and you're completely wrong. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I was like, I just assumed it was like a really cool, really detailed, built yeah. out, uh, not set design, but like, you know, interior design situation, yeah. you know? Like, this uh, is the motif you're going right, for. Right, right yeah. He's like, no, he's like, no, man, you can fucking buy this for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty cool. Like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even buy a freaking VHS tape if you gave it to me right now. Uh, play it, you mean? I, I mean, yeah, I could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, could I don't. I do not have one either. I mean, I'm sure I've talked about it here before, but yeah, I was probably I don't know six or seven years ago now. But I was trying to find a VHS player to digitize all my Bills cassettes from when I was a kid mm. and some other stuff too. I actually, have some cool Disney. Uh, stuff that my grandma recorded and shit. These like con- these these mixtapes, you know, grandma grandma mixtapes. Okay. Uh, nice. And I want I, I wanted to digitize all those. And yeah, it was a fucking thing, dude. I was like looking around on Craigslist and shit. I ended up Amy ended up scoring one. Like she thought she had one in her basement. 
either didn't work or she was wrong or something. And she ended up having to, like, one of her friends had one in their basement at their parents' house in New Jersey. It was like a whole fucking thing to get a hold of a, VH, of a VCR. Because, yeah, the ones on Craigslist were astronomically priced, dude. Yeah, it was fucking, Really? Yeah, it was wow. a whole deal. So, yeah, VAS, VCRs are a funny thing to try to get a hold of these days. Um, I don't imagine Jab has one. He might. I don't know, it's fucking Jab. You never know. But uh, I, it's not about that. <laughs> it's not about being able to play it. It's right. just about exactly. being able to hold it. The I also got him. I, had, I got him that. And then there was, for some reason, I saw I was somewhere, or I thought of them maybe, and I just Googled them on thing. But the little, his birthday's on the 22nd, I believe, of October. So it just passed. That's why this is relevant. But the... In Captain Crunch boxes, they were one of the to- pack-in toys you could get for a while, probably early 90s, I would guess, early to mid-90s, early probably. And they were they had a, a, a few of the different characters, but of course Captain Crunch himself. And they were just like maybe, you know, an inch and a half tall maybe, uh, just little figurines, uh, Captain Crunch figurines. And I th- thought of that for some reason, eBayed it. Sure enough, someone's fucking selling one of them. So I ordered one of those. Are you serious? Yeah, I, mean, I immediately a, knew what you were talking yeah, about. That's, that's a, yeah, obviously, it's, I put in his fucking, uh, oh. his his disembodied Instagram account that I created for him. That's his thing. Uh, <laughs> it's the Captain <laughs> Crunch, uh, peanut butter versus Crunch Berries uh, preference. So yeah, he was a big cr- Captain Crunch enthusiast as a kid. So I got him that and sent him one of those and then the beauty and the beast tape that was his birthday gift (laughs) pretty fun so we're moving into the library now and when mickey opened the door we could see some bookshelves and that's because uh yeah this is a library and the manual description for this reads huge books and tall glass jars this is a giant's room question mark maybe so you better watch out swing from lamps and hop over bookworms dive into a teacup and float with the sugar cubes what's inside the milk bottle perhaps another world Step in and have a look. And yeah, that was honestly the, my biggest thing was like, well, yeah, what's with the giant thing? Like, I don't know. Like, what's th- why there's that, that doesn't pay off. Does, oh, yeah, it does. The boss, I guess that's supposed to be a giant. I didn't think the of him as a giant. Dragon? Or what do you mean? Oh, no, the giant's the, the next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, the next boss is like a Candy River Dragon, I'm pretty sure. Right, correct, 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 correct. So, yeah. What I call so, it. Because uh, it's in a fucking Candyland place. We'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, so this level yeah, it takes a pretty unorthodox turn relative to the established norm of the first three. Uh, we start in the library, but Mickey is on an individual bookshelf, and normal handheld objects, like I said, bottles, books, etc., are massive relative to Mickey, uh, as if he's been shrunk. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I, I don't feel like that pays off, really. Not really. Um, I mean, it is kind of... The toy room was kind of that, too, I guess. So maybe it's just yeah. kind of the deal, but... I know he's a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some bouncing letter A's after the first book that were easily the most difficult to deal with enemy in the game uh, to date. Period, actually, in hindsight, perhaps. Even more so than those unicycle dickheads. 100%. Because uh, they, they were unpredictable. Yep. I was like, I tried to... That was, yeah. Huge pain in the ass. Huge <laughs> fucking pain in the ass, yeah. And they just, all they do is jump, too, but yeah, huge pain in the ass. And then there are some worms that were uh, the opposite. They're super fucking easy to deal with, very slow and plotting. And B, you will quickly reach a milk bottle turned on its side that you can enter. Like the caps, it's uncorked, right? And you go inside here, and it's another level entirely. There is, yeah, it's, as I kind of just mentioned, it's Candyland is what I thought of. It's the board game Candyland. Yep. Uh, cupcake and vanilla wafer platforming, so on and so forth. 
And this does, as, as I also mentioned, it has the parallax scrolling background yeah, stuff. It's that. like a, like a Candyland city that made me want to jump into Sweetopia on yes. Walkabout Mini Golf. <laughs> is very much what this is. And at the end of this is a green gym that's not boss gate kept. So again, this very turned on its head formatting, I guess. The you get the you get the green gym and the scene ends, uh, and it just cuts back to a black card like it has been doing for boss battles. And it says, "Take this green gym now. Try to get past dot 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 the study room. Don't waste a second. Minnie needs you." And then you are transported back outside the milk bottle that took you here, back in the library, and. So it's kind of like a hub world kind of vibe, you know, and that is also not at all like anything we've done yet. So very interesting. The The cork is now plugging up the neck of the bottle, though, so you can't go back in there. And yeah. you can get up to a platform that grants you access to a sequence of rope swinging. And this is where you really here. get down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Here's yep. where the, you learn. Here's where yep. I learned. Yep. Yeah, it's patrolled by the biplanes. So, yeah, those move in that sine wave deal. And, yeah, you basically cannot avoid them. And so it had me jumping prematurely off those fucking things when you did not need to. And or, like, going into frantic mode when you land to deal with all the stuff that's, that happens right when you land. So, yeah, you don't need to do any of that. You swim. You swing right through shit. You actually kill the shit you swing through. So you, yep. you do damage to it on top of not having... Uh, any uh, not presenting any danger to you uh so yeah pretty tough sequence follows that some rope swinging uh through a biplane squadron to collapsing platforms run that is also a biplane shitstorm and i went through quite a few times before yeah yep. realizing that fucking that thing so that's redundant i could probably cut all that out <clears throat> above that is a little bonus a hidden stage inside of a teacup. And this was, I guess, a hidden thing I found that I don't think is is required or definitely isn't required. This one, a later one, is, I think, technically, in my opinion. But yeah, I strongly advise going into this one. It's not like a benign bonus area. There's a bunch of shit that can hurt you. It's underwater swimming, too, so it's complicated. Like, there's no... to Just yeah. to get those diamonds that have do nothing for you other than points. So, points. yeah, that is... I would recommend skipping those. <laughs> or this one, anyways. After that, you arrive at a fork in the road a little further, and there's an upper route that is a pretty frustrating dead end, but does reward you with some bags of holding and life units for, uh, or a much shorter one that, that sends you back down to the boss battle if you go down from there. And, uh, yeah, the reason the upper one is so shitty is because there's a ton of those fucking asshole A enemies uh, up here. And did you even go up there? I feel like I did, and then I kind of reverted and, like, went back and ended up going down instead. Like, Well, you have to go just, down. Yeah, it's a dead yeah, end up so, top. So. Yeah. I don't think I went all the way because I'm watching a playthrough, and I'm like, I didn't go. I didn't. Yeah, I definitely didn't go the, that top, yeah. top route. Yep. It uh, debatable because you do want your projectiles for the boss battle for sure. Uh, as many as you can take uh, for this battle in particular, but I don't. I still don't know if it's worth it because <laughs> it is a huge pain up here. Yeah. And yeah, the boss, the lower boss path is another, a much shorter, but another one of those rolling apple hills. And you can actually just cheese this too. In this case, you can you can jump in front of it, let the apple roll down, and then just go down behind it, so it's not even chasing you. So you don't even have to deal with it there. At the bottom of this is another teacup swim opportunity 
to go into. It's not as bad inside, and you do get projectiles at the end of this one. So, again, with the boss battle coming up, it's probably worth it. Oh, I thought that was actually necessary. I just went into that one, too. I yeah. think, in, in my mind, both of these were necessary, so I went in both of them. <laughs> yeah, you, you just come right back up where you were. You definitely didn't. I don't see why you'd have to. I guess I didn't try to skip it, so yeah. maybe you can't get through the door, or the door's not there, or whatever, but... Maybe not. I just went in it because I was like, hey, I'm, right. I'm going to go in all the places. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Me as well. So, yeah, the boss battle goes down in another Candyland-themed area. You're you're working with uh, these cupcake platforms in the water, and then a huge sea serpent comes flying up from the water below in random locations. He'll fly up to a few different height levels, uh, horizontal height levels, levels, and then strike before rubber banding and going back down. And if you hit him with an apple before he starts the strike motion, or during it, for that matter, he'll freeze and flash white, then just benignly go back underwater. So if you're good, this kind of harks back to how you approach the last boss. If you're good with this, you really don't even have to deal with this bullshit. And that, in this case, I was smart enough to figure that out and and employ it, and that was nice. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty good, uh, even on my first tussle with it, uh, though I took a few bonks and it got me down to one life unit. But I still able. I was able to get a hold of the shit, and I was able to beat him the first time on, on my tango. Nice. So that was good. Nice. Um, yeah. Same. Same for me. Pretty. Pretty easy. Except I ran out of apples. I did. Yeah. I ran out of apples. They had to bonk. That's why it was high. It was pretty high pressure. Oh, when I was. I was down it, to one HP. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. ran out of apples, but thankfully I only needed one. Like jump on his head to beat him after that, because I was like, I was like, oh, this is so easy. I'm just like taking him out, and then I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. I'm out of apples. What do I do? Yeah, but it was for me. Jump, and we for me, it was three. I had three that I had okay. left. So it, yeah, it was pretty. It was. It, it felt. It had that like, ooh, get on your yeah. fucking shit, motherfucker. <laughs> this is a boss battle, you know, uh, moment, which is that's cool, you know, to have that heightened level of adrenaline. The boss battle is how it's supposed to go. So you kill him. The blue gem is bestowed. Cut to the usual black card from there, and reads: Here's the blue gem. You are a very strong mouse, but you will still have to do more. Uh, you still have more to do before you can reach Minnie. And then back in the castle, Mickey beelines up another floor and passes a few windows before arriving at another door. Reads, this is the last door. What could be in this room? And inside that door, we see some machine innards, like gears and shit, clock tower type stuff. And this takes you into the castle. Now you're in the castle where armored knights attack and huge boulders tumble towards you. You're one step away from Miserable and Minnie. Don't give up. Very ornate castle looking here. We finally are wielding the fire, uh, are wielding fire rather, with the candle projectile. And it is time to party, Miserable. Somewhat interestingly, you start with one unit of ammunition. That's never been the case before this. Hmm. It's always been zero. I don't even know if you noticed that, but I... I did not notice that. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Again, yeah. I don't know the exact. I mean, you do have that. You need those to really deal with those knights. So maybe it's just to, I don't know, just to ensure that you learn that or something with that first I'm one. To show you, you with. Or maybe also to show you this is what your item looks like on this level. I don't know. The candles, yeah, because you do have to grab the candles, and they, the candles could be construed as just because I, I was thrown off when I saw candles. I was like, "What am I?" I was like, "Oh, I'm grabbing these." Like, I, I wasn't sure what they were at first right. until I was like, "Oh, they're filling yeah. up my item count." Yeah, they definitely look more as opposed to out of place, in place than the other projectile pickups, no doubt. Yeah, 
Although, now that I think about it, like the apples were kind of casually placed in trees and stuff for the first time. Yeah, level. I'm like, I'm thinking back too, like it kind of works now, now that right. I think about where they were. But the marbles were not. You didn't just Toyland. find... Yeah, well, right, but, but I'm saying you didn't just find them like sitting around. You had They had bags of holding for all those. Am I right in that? You don't, there were no... Well, but that would work. Bags of marbles. Yeah, you know, for no, for sure. <laughs> I'm simply saying that yeah, they weren't randomly and itemized or placed in itemized fashion the way the apples and these candles are. And I didn't I didn't realize that until now. I'm sitting here thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I don't remember picking them up individually. Oh Make, no, yeah, definitely. yeah, it makes total sense. I'm not definitely. I'm not yeah, knocking it. I'm simply saying it's just different. You know, it's yep. a different um, implementation. Oh, uh, there's even more cool parallax scrolling stuff in here too, which is nice. And uh, there's just a lot of really cool, challenging, dope-looking action platformer stuff here as you work down into the dungeon area. Uh, nothing really highly specific worth discussing, just all good and cool and looks good. At the end is an unguarded indigo gem suspended above a pit you probably die in if you miss the gem when jumping down towards it. Like if you don't hit that gem and then fade to the the gem text screen you probably die which is you know pretty punitive i think Uh, (laughs) and the text reads uh this is the indigo gem you need only one more gem go get it and save many and then we go to scene two which keeps the dungeon aesthetic as you are immediately dropped into some water for swimming action and you are dealing with a lot of current mechanics in here or like current not yeah. Not cur- current water, not current time mechanics in here. And they denote them visually with air bubbles moving in the direction that you're working against or with so you can strategically plan, which is good design also. The piranhas are chasing you in many of them. And like against the current, like if you, like you have to swim up current, the piranhas are faster in the up current, you know, so you have to um, time out how you get into those currents and make sure you have like some, some buffer to not get tagged, to not get yeah. bonked, I should say. That area is short-lived, though, and you head into the machination zone we saw through the doorway in the castle hub. And again, I'm kind of thinking this is a clock tower. That's the, the idea. And the music is very unsettling. Platforming your ass off here as all video game clock towers go. All I can think of when I go through video game clock towers is how all this abstract machinery could never possibly power anything. (laughs) Like, even a fucking clock. It's just like, there's just no way this, like, accomplishes any useful task. You know, these the way these things are set up. These just random gears and shit. Who designed this? Yeah, what what the fuck is the point of this? Uh, What a waste of resources. Yep, and there are bats. Duh. The end run of it is entirely appropriate pain in the assery tier, but you then reach a doorway for some boss battle action to close out uh, our stage-by-stage portion of the game anyways. And I think, yeah, I, when I was thinking this dude was a giant, I was like, that can't be right. Like, I think this dude is the janitor. <laughs> I think he's the castle janitor. He swings a broom at you. That's his attack. And he's like this big kind of hulking, doofy-looking dude. And uh, he is pretty imposing. He does this. He's entirely impervious outside of the moment he swipes at you with the broom. And it took me a couple of lost test runs with him to figure out you have that limited window. He seemed just invincible for the the first few tries I took at him. And if you, you know, he swings his broom and it's like this very short, constricted motion. And then he kind of like... uh, 
you know, he has to like gather himself after he swings it basically. And that's your window. And you have to do that same thing as you had to do against the, if you're at least, if you do it the dumb way, the clown where you do a half jump to land the app, to land the projectile, you know, a full jump again will be over his head. So it's a pretty quick little tough, you know, button depression fucking thing to, to work your way through. Uh, and actually, no, check that. That's a lie. Because, no, you still have to bonk his You can bonk his head. It's better and easier, but you don't have many projectiles. So that's why I had to get to bonking, right? So, yeah, I came in, hit him with projectiles. Eventually, we have to get back to bonking. And the bonk window is particularly more difficult because you have a much, you have a very limited time that he has that animation, you know, that you can hit him with the, the head thing during, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I came in here with no weapons, so I wasn't okay. even trying to. Yeah, I mean, except for really, except for like the first boss and like the candy dragon, I was really on a head bonk kind of mission. And so, so with him, head bonk tip. I, yeah, I did the same thing at first. I actually just used that as a test run. Like, okay, when is he able to be hit? Like, all right, can I hit him when he's jumping? Can I hit him when he's doing this? Can I? So I just, you know, spent some time letting myself die to try. And I was like, okay, only in that window? Great. So once I figured See? that out, CJ, just, how would you have done that if you didn't have safe scums? I, th- I think I, I think you're you right. Missed- I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's. I think well, it's I mean, I think I just approached it that way just because I knew I could just do that, and I was like, all right, there's clearly patterns in this, and I'm just going to keep it like that because I know. Yeah, but I think if you wouldn't have done that test run, you'd have fucking just been in there just banging your head against the wall with no, 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 no but, safety well, net. <laughs> I'm saying, I, well, let me clarify. I didn't approach it like that because I wanted to. I approached it like that because I had to. You know, because he 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 gets close to you, and he's not able to be hit. Like I, I realize, yeah. all right. Once I yeah, we didn't twice, we didn't mention it, but he does this huge hulking high jump that he's also impervious oh, yeah. during the whole time. So yeah, and, okay. and when he lands, he like it, it. The ground rumbles, and I expected that to either hurt you or stunlock you, and it doesn't either, and that surprised me. And even and even when you try to like jump over his head or something, when he's not ready to do his swing. He'll raise his hand and not let oh, you. I don't think I he still to do screws that. you up. Okay. So that's why I was like, all right, well, I can't do any of these things. I have to. Like it was really, I figured out it has to be that one window when he's ready to wind up to swing. So, yep. but yeah, once post, you get that, it's five bounces swing. to the head and he's done. Yep. <laughs> yep, wasn't easy for me either. I took some trial and error. Fee fi fo fum holds the violet gem. This is the last gem, the Violet Gem. Now to save Minnie, you must fight the Witch Miserable. Good luck. And then we go back to the castle. Mickey casually strolls off screen to the right after exiting the door and takes us inside or outside a crenellation-adorned tower. And McNasty walks up to the edge. We can see another tower to the right that seems unreachable and a beautiful dusk-lit mountain range in the background. Incredible pixel art here. He throws up all the gems into the air, which is, this is the image I have behind me right now. He throws them up into the air, and then they form a rainbow bridge over to the other tower. And Pretty Mickey cool. crosses right over the rainbow like it's no fucking big deal, and heads into Miserable's lair. And this is where we find our final boss battle. It is a castle stone room with some verticality to it, a central pedestal on the ground, and then there are two pairs of platforms up above it. The first tier are bigger and at the extreme edges of the screen, and then the upper level of platforms are smaller and split the difference between the central pedestal down below and the lower platforms off to the far right and left. And this is where you have to tango with her. She is there on the pedestal waiting for you uh, in her 
um, pre-transformation form. Uh, Minnie is captive in a bubble up above her slash behind her. And there's some unique music in here. Tucks her face, Miserable does, behind her cloak sleeve, then transforms in, from that haggard form into a huge sprite that looks to me uh, to to be what I remember the Snow White Wicked Witch looking like. And this kind of sitting right? a little bit of a Google deal. And so, yeah, a quick Google turned up Queen Grimhot, Grimhild, and the... The name of said witch also had an older, this is the Snow White witch, I mean, also had an older haggard form in Snow White uh, that, like, the whole apple, the one who does the apple deal. You know, yeah, I was about to say, this looks very familiar to me yeah. the more I stare at it. Right. And actually, you know, it's, and it, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there is, like, a specific Disney animated feature or cartoon that this is like working from IP wise so I don't know if this like story already exists and whatever but this did remind me uh, I saw a really cool tweet recently about Disney animation uh, it was like a it's a comparison of or an exploration of how frequently Disney would use the exact same dancing animations. I saw that. Okay, yes, yeah. it's wild. So there's like the one with Baloo, and I don't even know what the other one is, but he's in Robin Hood as well. You know, same, the, just yeah, doing the exact yeah, that exact thing. same dance. Oh. And there was a, there's a handful of other ones where the characters are more, not even the same. Like and that the one I'm thinking of, just because I know Baloo, but the. There was a few others that were like completely different characters. Like one was a monkey or an orangutan, and the other was whatever the fuck the other thing was. So like, but it's the you can it's still the exact same animation. And this I remind a couple of years ago, my New Year's resolution was to teach myself animation, and I fell off the, the the wagon trying to do that on the very first book I read about it. But the it was a very in depth analysis of like the mechanics of animation and like the keyframes and like how animation works and kind of how you have to think about it to be able to create animated things that look right because like there's all this uncanny valley stuff humans have in their mind about the way things are supposed to move if they're humanoid ish you know or even not actually just the way joints of a leg or an arm like you have this very fucking programmed into you like what look what is right and what's wrong as far as your perception of that stuff goes and animation is like it's a science being able to <laughs> identify and yeah. create stuff that adheres to those expectations uh, and it was it made my fucking head hurt <laughs> 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 reading this fucking book about about it so uh, that's what it, it made me think of uh, all this stuff uh, very cool though oh my gosh she does this totally does look like the Snow White Witch from yep. the the Haggard Four form right. to the Transform form. Totally. Yep. 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 So yeah, uh, Disney was not shy about uh, repurposing assets to keep costs down. Uh, it is a business. <laughs> <laughs> and so she beckons these teal-colored energy balls that circle and pulse around her for a few seconds, then fly out in all cardinal and intercardinal directions. I had to look that latter thing up, Jay. Did you know that's what the the diagonals are called intercardinal directions. I did not know that. Yeah, there you go. There's your thing. I told you every podcast listeners <laughs> and perhaps learn host. something new. Yeah, you're gonna learn something new. Listen to the ISOH podcast. But so yeah, uh, 
She then flashes for a few, leading to her teleporting to one of the four spots in here that she will go to. There is, she will sometimes go to that platform she starts on, or that pedestal rather, or she will go to either of the two edge platforms, the middle rows that are out near the edges, and then directly up above and between the two upper platforms is the the last and far and away the shittiest place she will go. <laughs> For sure. uh, when she goes there, you're pretty much just in a void mode, I would, at least in the way I played it. Uh, so you are trying to bonker Noggin in the window between the energy balls flying out from her and the start of her teleportation phase, which yep. when she she does this, like, uh, after the balls fly and you have that little moment there, she starts flashing and then will go to the next place and the cycle repeats, right? You, so you can't hit her. Yep. Right. So, yeah, she, you can't do anything to her at any point other than that one little window I mentioned. And it took me quite a few failures before I'd learn uh, that to be the case. And I, it also took me like, I, you know, it's funny because in hindsight I saw it, but I didn't register it. You can bonk off the flames. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't even try it. Yeah, you can, especially when it's really helpful is when they're flying after they fly. You can also, I mean, you can bounce off them when they're around her too if you land on them, right? Yeah. And, and do the bonk. But if you, when they're flying it, you can actually use them to get across the screen faster. To get to her, to get a bonk in before she teleports. And that is, to me, like, once I learned that, uh, I still couldn't, you know, it's hard, so I couldn't do it reliably. But it was definitely, it, it felt high level, <laughs> you know, being able to do it when I was, the few times I was able to. So, yeah, so the real difficulty here for me in my fucking experience was trying to find a way, and I still don't know if I did or not, but trying to find a way to influence her appearance location. You know, because it felt oh, like yeah, yeah. there was some tracking going on, but not necessarily like a perfectly reliable one. So, like, you know, when she's in that upper middle spot, I don't think you can do anything. But, like, the side ones, maybe you can deal with. If you get, like, to the – if you can get her to catalyze there, jump over to the other one, and then ride one of the project, one of the energy projectiles back over to her, you might be able to get a hit in. But, like, what you're, what I was really trying to do was trying to get her to – go to that base pedestal because then you can just go up to the top platforms and her head's right there down below just you. Jump on it. Right. Yeah. And you can just do a, if you time out the, if you learn the, the timing of the project of the, her projectiles, you can just do a, a real easy jump to avoid the projectile and not even land again. Just move over after the middle one, fly, the one flying directly above her or up from her flies past and just fly in below that and get the bonk in and go to the next platform. So, or the other platform, the opposite platform. So, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I was trying to figure out a way to get her to do that. And I kind of think I found one. If I was, if I would go to the inner side of the middle platforms, the ones at the edges, and do the actual, like, Mickey's going to fall off the edge on the inside edge of it, mm-hmm. I could get her to appear, uh, like, on those fucking, uh, on the, the pedestal one sometimes, you know. Uh, still not every time, I don't think. But that one felt kind of reliable. So that's what I would, once I was like, I had figured everything out. And now I'm just trying to beat her once I got into that phase of the process. <laughs> uh, I, that's where I would go every time. Uh, and that was the best um, experience for me. Doesn't take a ton of, it's only five hits, which was less than I anticipated for sure. How much trial and error did you experience? Only a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of, you know, I realized, okay, once she has these, 
what looked like souls spinning around her can't really hit her so wait till they move out of the way you know that same thing you just mentioned that small window so i also quickly realized okay if i get to the top on either side but close to your point like teetering off the edge when she shoots them i can't be hit during that spot so i can just jump from there and do the bonk then Okay. So I was able yeah. to time out the, the projectiles well enough to like miss them every time. And like ev- from every one of her positions, I figured out a place I could go Where you could be reliably. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, once, once I kind of figured like, like, okay, that's kind of where I want to be. And as long as she's in one of these spots, I can hit her from, from this angle. So it wasn't really that, that difficult. I was kind of surprised it was only five hits. I'm like, okay, I, yeah. it was you know, more, more difficult run up, not a hard final boss. I'm good with it. Yeah, uh, I agree. It was like properly challenging, but not uh, bust up some shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> difficulty. So after that fifth bonk, the CPU takes control of Mickey and he jumps down to the ground and tosses an orb up or something. Like, I don't know. What are, what is that? Like, is that, is that the, it's not the gems again. The gems are outside with the rainbow. So like, what yeah, is this thing? Done. You don't get an orb from anywhere. I don't know what the fuck this thing is. <laughs> am I just, yeah, am I spacing on a story? fucking plot point that or something like i don't remember what that would be so that was interesting to me but whatever the case i I don't know right maybe he's got the power of friendship now and he (laughs) something he carries around them yeah i don't know so he throws his orb up in the air and it shoots something at her and or i would start spewing i would say actually these they look pretty similar to her energy things just smaller and and uh fly over and they Change her back into the miserable, the 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 haggard form of her, and then the screen the screen shakes. The mouse duo starts dancing and looks concerned, and then miserable starts running back and forth, kind of frantically. Like it seems like she tries to exit screen right, and it doesn't work. She like bounces off the screen, and then runs left off screen, and it cuts from there. To a long shot of the castle, what behind what's behind you right now, Miserable flies out on her broom, and Mickey and Minnie are hanging in the basket below. So now she's, like, on your fucking side, and there's no explanation of this or why that's the case. Dude, yeah, I'm sitting here <laughs> like, I'm like, was she, did I miss, and she was, like, a good person at first, and somehow now she's returned? What, what just happened? Right, <laughs> right, yeah, I was very confused. Like, why the fuck? You know, I, I this is in my boss battle vid. Uh, of course, link to that's in the show notes. And like, yeah, when she, when she flies out and you're in that basket below her, I'm like, what is happening? Like, why is she helping? Yeah, why is she helping? And then, yeah, so it goes from there. Yeah, it, it's really it's really beautiful. Like, it flies out of the castle. The castle's in the distance. She like, it, she, like, flies out from that background sprite off screen right and then comes back in, like, very close up in the foreground and starts flying left. And you go, you know, the music's fucking playing and shit. The end theme plays. And it eventually fades from that to her dropping them, back, Minnie and Mickey, back off in the forest. And she like she drops them off, doesn't offer an apology, an explanation, nothing. Just flies back off, like right. She it, she she almost like flies up and almost looks down at him, like as if to say like like shit happens. So that's what like, I'm out. Yeah, you know, shit, like, shit happens. <laughs> uh, I don't tell you. Sorry about that. Whatever. Yeah, it's not even the sorry. Not, not even like the I don't give a fuck sorry. Like nothing. <laughs> Very weird. But I guess, you know, Wicked Witches, who knows what their uh, expected 
uh, social decorum would be. You know, I don't know what I don't know what which school is like. Who knows? <laughs> so Mickey and Minnie, or I should say, Minnie then gives Mickey a smooch that sends him falling on his face. Uh, Minnie must have elite tongue dexterity. Then they pick right back up where they were before Minnie was snatched up, dancing through the forest as the credits roll down below. And there are, I would say, far more credits than a lot of console action platformers uh, have in 1990. Uh, I suppose the possibility exists that a lot of them are just Disney lackeys that demanded to be credited. Who knows? <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. But it also, it's also, like we said, we've said a million times how beautiful the animation is, so I guess it's not ridiculous to think that it, it, they put some added manpower behind it and it showed up in the game itself. So it fades after the credits roll. It fades to a black card where the end is written in cursive, and then that fades out as well. They then go the extra mile with a really cool post-credit button that I, I applaud them to no end for. It cuts to a, or it fades to a packed theater, and there's a red billowy curtain slowly lowering on the stage, and the audience uh, is packed to the brim with mouse ears sticking up from the seats, and in the middle of the very front row, one of the mouse ears has a red bow with white polka dots in it to signify it's Minnie, right? Or to tip you off, I should say. And then once the curtain gets all the way down, Mickey and Minnie, Mickey is sitting next to Minnie, they turn towards our POV from those middle seats, and Mickey waves goodbye to us. And it's just really awesome. Really, really cool um, end button. Uh, you know, I always talk about, you know, do you pay me off properly for the work I put in on your video game? And this game does it in spades, I would say. Blessed Jay, no drama here. Just tell us, give us your praise, and let's get on with our lives. Will do. <laughs> yes, as I mentioned, I'm going to go check out this uh, Xbox 360 era remake and see if I can still purchase it on the Xbox Store since it was, you know, available everywhere. Because I liked it so much, you know, it was it was a great combination of hey, things are crazy. I want to play this game. You know, we committed to playing this game, obviously, but like in a normal sense, like I want to play the game, I want to, you know, experience it and enjoy it, and I did. The graphics are great, the sound was great. Um, I mean, the sound was quality. It's not like Mega Man tracks and stuff that I'm, I want to go jam to, but like, you know, good sound, great graphics, you know, good controls, all that good stuff, and it wasn't crazy difficult. Like I said, like if you could read the patterns, you could you could work it, and you know as we yeah. mentioned, have different experiences. Yeah, so incredibly quality. enjoyable, you know? That's like yes. that's probably the adjective that's best. Yeah, I did not come away, like, having those points where I was slamming my hand against a table or angry and all that. It was just kind of like, oh, I enjoyed playing this game, which is what video games should be, enjoyable. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. I concur. Yeah, it checks all, <laughs> checks all my boxes as well. The story is well built out, given it's a Disney cartoon property. Challenge, yeah, appropriate, I, I agree. Absolutely beautiful game at all times. Uh, the music is solid and huge soundtrack, you know? And yeah, the final boss battle was appropriately challenging as well. Gave me that accomplishment feeling when I when I when I beat her, and then they rewarded me properly after the fact. So 
I mean, it's just no question gets a blessing and every box is checked. So, yeah, nice. very good. And uh, I look forward to Fantasia, too, because I actually, I think that one is supposedly better, maybe, um, on the Genesis. So I look forward to playing that one as well when it comes down the pipe. So that's it for Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse on the Sega Genesis. Uh, next up, a we will do a random rags tangent into the inaugural issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly before getting Woo! back on the Nintendo Power Tip with issue 20. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on the podcast platform of choice, your podcast platform of choice, or any other for that matter. Website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. Email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com to tell us we're doing this all wrong or that you like it, whatever. Follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram. There's a link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist in the show notes. There's also the ISOH subreddit if you want to get down on Reddit because you hate Mark uh, Zuckerberg. And we don't have a Patreon, but if you like giving things to, uh, giving money to things that podcasters tell you to and would like to do so in our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities. That's cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts are on the website. They're dope. Jay's wearing one right now. I'm not because I need to get my bills juju right. And they're dope. Uh, proceeds on those after pot expenses, of course, go to Able Gamers. Jay, what are your socials? Gentleman JB, without the second E, that is my gamer tag and where you can find me on the socials. So come find me. I like to play co-op stuff. So let's go raid some shit. Uh, yeah, the Dungeons of Eternity specifically. And to find me for that, or to power wash together, I guess, if you want, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, uh, because <laughs> it's such a intimate experience, just you. Yeah, it's like, you, 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 you don't, you only power wash the one person. So it would be interesting to, uh, power wash with disciples, but I'm down. Uh, <laughs> if you want, you want to do some Zen, if you want to Zen out together, by all means, look me up for that. And I am, my shift key is broke on there, the Oculus platform, as well as Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter to hear me fucking go on tirades about the Buffalo Bills, lack of offensive output this season, uh, at Josh Bolin. <laughs> um, go Bills. Okay, bye. <laughs>